Okay. So we have started the live recording. Live. Started the local recording. I do see my big fat head on YouTube now, so we're gonna do this cue this intro. We have a full house here today for our um what time is it now? It's nine twenty. What time does that nine o'clock episode start? We, 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 nine and, nine twenty and Mark, if you could if you could mute the background noise there, that would be wonderful. That'd be great. Yeah. All right. So Coco Talk After Dark, Coco's Talk Episode Fifty Five, the Coco Crew Wrap Up Show, is going live in three, two. Hi, this is Dale Lear, designer of TRS Eighty Color Baseball, and you're listening to Coco Talk. <laughs> Coco Talk, the nation's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer, with your host, Mr. Gameplay Goodness himself, Stevie Stroh. All right, and welcome everybody to Coco Talk episode 55 this is the coco fest wrap up show technically we're after dark but this is not an official coco talk after dark but who cares and who's counting and let's just go around the room and let's say hi to everyone who's on the call we've got a jam-packed house it's 9 22 uh you know that nine o'clock episode's due to start any minute now so going around the room we have with us myro michael rowan how are you sir Hey, how is everybody? We are doing just dandy, I believe. We'll find out as we get through this <laughs> show today. We have the lovely, the talented, the dashing, the debonair, Sir David Ladd. Hello, sir. Why, thank you, Steve, and I'm glad to be here, and I can't wait to see how this goes for everyone tonight. <laughs> he just wow. cursed it. Like, David gag with me with a feeling, spoon. Please. Yes. Another dog just comes in. Crap. Can somebody let the dog out? I'm doing a live show here. Uh, from O, Canada, we've got L. Curtis Boyle is in the house. How are you, Curtis? Good. And a couple of things. First of all, that first 22 minutes before the show officially started was bonus silence content, which I know uh, <laughs> our favorite troll has been requesting all along. Two, I have to show off the Coco Fest 2018 t-shirt. And three, thanks very much to Alan Huffman for bringing up some Jolt Cola. <laughs> excellent excellent we also have with us legendary game designer mr rick adams hello how'd you <laughs> mean my dozer yoroshiku um glad to be back uh from coco fest and back in my workshop excellent excellent we're glad to have you also recently seen live at Coco Fest giving a presentation about Coco as it compares to other systems of the era. From sunny Southern California, Mr. Steve Bjork is with us. Hey there, how's everybody doing? <laughs> We're doing good, sir. Special guest of the show today who has never been with us live on the air before. But welcome, Eric. How are you? Hey, how's it going? I don't want to screw up your last name, but is it Canalis? 
That's right, Canales, Eric Canales. Eric Canales, and we met a year or so ago at Coco Fest, and uh, yes, glad, my glad first, to have you here. First Coco uh, Fest and uh, second one this year. Excellent, excellent. Uh, the creator or co-creator of the Coco VGA project, Brendan Donahue, is with us. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the program. From Strongware, maker of fine products, both hardware, software, and printed in the dimension of three, we have Mr. John Strong with us today. Good evening, everybody. Good evening to you. Uh, optimizer of the MC10, Mr. James Diffendaffer is here. How are you doing? <laughs> We're doing good. Uh, we have from Boyson Technology, uh, fixer of uh, Jim Brain's products, Richard Lorbieski is with us here today. We can't hear you, Jim. You're muted, but you look oh, wonderful. Oh, how do y'all? How do y'all? Call, <laughs> well, I, I called you Jim, but you're Richard. That's okay. Yes, thanks for the insult. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and our resident Apple guy and all-around decent human being, Mark Overholzer's in the house. Hey, y'all. Howdy. As That's seen at PenFest 99-2000 and at CocoaFest 2018, we have Jason the Coco Man here. Good evening, everybody. Sorry, uh, I don't know if Mark or Richard was trying to say something before I cut you off. You guys, were you getting ready to chime in with something? All right. Also seen at Coco Fest this year, creator of the uh, Coco Pie Wire, whatever the hell you want to call it, Mikey is here. Hey, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> we're going. That we're was going. the best promo ever, Stevie. I just got to say. <laughs> whatever the hell you want to call it, yes. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, we have the Timberman himself, Ron all right. Well, we're here. We're here. And we have 17 people in the live chat at the moment. And yeah, people have been chiming in. So Eric was in the live chat. Uh, Tom C is in the live chat. Hey, Tom C. Brendan Donahue is in the live chat. Ken, Ken Make It is in the live chat. Solstice. Who, I, now who's, I now know who Solstice is. That's Salvador Garcia. Hola, Salvador. Um, this is my problem. We have people who we, we've had this discussion in Discord this week, the concept of handles versus humans. Uh, everybody's got a screen name and not everybody knows who that screen name is. So Solstice has been joining us forever. I now know that Salvador. We got to meet Disney Saints fan. Um, I still don't know who Norlander is. We've got somebody who watches all the time. His name is Norlander in the YouTube chat. I don't know who Norlander is, but I always just say, hi, Norlander. Um, yeah, so 19 people watching us live. Now, Salvador just chimed back in and said hello. All right, so we're here. What's the topic this week? The upcoming project? Coco Fest. It was a, it was a pretty <laughs> slow week. So, hey, so. When, yeah. when is Coco Fest starting anyway? I don't know. I thought we were going to do a review of Canadian Kit Kats. That's what I thought we were doing. Is oh, there a yeah. website? Well, there's there's <laughs> something I can get behind. Yeah, yeah. If only there was a website that someone could go to to find out where Coco Fest was going to happen. If only maybe a podcast or a weekly live show was perhaps on the air that would mention when Coco Fest was going to happen. Jeez. Yet somehow, someone posted a message in the Glenside Facebook group saying, I thought it was next week! No! Oh! <laughs> that yeah, was Carl. Yeah. yeah. Were, were they kidding? <laughs> Between I the shows so. that you have done, Steve, and uh, Coco Crew Podcast, and the Glenside side with it up on their um calendar and their page and everything else you really got to be out of it not to know that it was last weekend 
I'm sorry. <laughs> there you have it. No, maybe maybe no, their watch was a week slow. And you know, and and Steve Bjork is is one who's known to hold his tongue and and not speak oh. freely about things. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's, there's actually a reminder I wanted to let everybody know if they drove to Coco Fest or they used a car and they went through the toll roads uh, and they didn't pay that they need to go to that uh, website Illinois Toll Road and make sure you pay your toll uh, within seven days or you will get fined now did you say toll or troll toll T-O-L-L because oh, okay. that, uh, that would be go for retro um, if you wanted to pay the troll Yes, yes. <laughs> Actually, that, you know, somebody's tolls if they're late, that would be fun. Yeah, well, you know, we've got um, all these Kickstarter things and Patreons and like that. That's another way to generate revenue for the group. <laughs> you want to set up a toll at uh, Coco Fest? Is that what you're saying? Well, uh, no, I'm just saying is if you forget about it and you think it's a week later, you can make a donation to the Glenside group. <laughs> there you go. Make make it payable to the William J. Lepetame. There. <laughs> That's an old reference, Jeez. but a goodie. So the topic this week is the Coco Fest wrap-up show. I was trying to get my soundboard going. It's just not happening. That's okay. So um, <laughs> Jim Brain just chimes in retro innovations. Seems like a normal show then. <laughs> yeah, talking about weird technical problems. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Sounds like his booth, but anyway. <laughs> so, uh, how about we do this? How about since we have a new um, we have a new member to the show, we're going to play the game I like to play. That's called "Let's Put a Stranger on the Spot and Ask Him to Tell Us His Life Story." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll we never get new people. Uh, so, so Eric, since you're the first time on the show, would you like to maybe tell us a little bit about your background? What you know, what computer systems did you use back in the day, and then um, what are you using nowadays? What got you to come to Coco Fest? Things like that. Oh, sure, sure. Well, all right. So, back when I was a kid, you know, my uh, uh, my uncle came home with a uh, Coco. This was like mid '90s, so this is already way out of date. But I, you know, I fell in love. Who couldn't fall in love with the Coco? It was a Coco Two, had all the books and everything, and and my first computer. So uh, I had a lot of fun with that. Went to college for programming for a year. Did other things. Um, went back to college some more. Did a lot of work in between. So I've been working in computers ever since I was a kid. And um, uh, about two years ago, I picked up a Coco Three for fifteen bucks at. Uh, at a thrift store and and just picked up from there so i've been making plans and learning about the coco for the last couple of years and and that's where i'm at now there you go mm -hmm. and you so two years ago is when i met you at coco fest 25 that was in 2016 so that was your first coco fest that's right yep and do you do you live in chicago i do now yeah okay and so what um how did you find out about uh, Coco Fest and what kind of got you to want to go out there and, and check out the show? Oh, well, I, I've known about the uh, Coco Fest for a few years. I've, I've been wanting to go, uh, but, you know, I, I haven't lived in the area. But okay. uh, I came back to the area for family and um, and I knew uh, I'd had to go now. So Excellent. Well, yeah. we're glad you did. And um, it was good meeting you then. It was good meeting you this past weekend. And thanks for being here today as we 
as we relive those memories, you know, it's yeah. like, it's so, it's so nostalgic. It's almost like it was, I don't know, a week ago. Well, yeah, yeah, it's great yeah. to be here. And, and, you know, I look forward to what we uh, can bring to the Coco to push it forward. So, you know, I, I like the nostalgia, but I like to see where we can take it too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's um, fusion. Fusion. Yeah. That was the fusion, theme. Yeah. Fusion. Not not only is it a vehicle no longer made by Ford, but it was also the theme of this year's Coco Fest. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, how about we go around the room and everybody in just one or two words summarize what your experience was. Uh, and I'll start with uh, John Strong. All right. Oh, busy. <laughs> busy. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Busy and uh, interesting. Excellent. And I, I think we're probably going to hear similar adjectives from Richard Lorbieski, but how was the Cocoa Fest for you in just a few words, Richard? Uh, extremely busy. In fact, uh, the third table that I had, which was going to be for my wife so she could sit around and talk, but she couldn't make it, I set all the units that I was going to repair, you know, like a, like a queue line, and a lot of people thought I was selling those. They were asking me how much for this Coco 3. And <laughs> you could have made a mint. Yeah, you could have yeah. made a mint and just ran off. <laughs> I, yeah, I did. I actually did over 30, uh, 30 upgrades. Nice. Wow. Nice. Doing a you great fixed, community service. You fixed my TDP 100. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. Now, if you could only fix Jim Brain's projects, then you'd be <laughs> right up there. Yeah. Actually, I took some, some of them home. There's four, four computers that I took home. Because I didn't have enough time to get them all done. Yeah, time seems to be the challenge with these things. Uh, what about and you, sleep. petting the petting the cocoa cat, Mark Overholzer? A couple of words summarize Cocoa Fest for you. Frantic <laughs> and very sociable. There you go. Sociable. Frantically, frantically, frantically social. sociable. Socially frantic. Too. Now this guy here is a celebrity. He also had an incredible uh, forest of doom chalice. Of I got New lucky, um, <laughs> in a lovely still, display case, no less. <laughs> yeah, you're still jealous, Davey. Yeah, still so. jealous. You got display, it, sir. Display case by Ken. Ken make it. That's it. That's it. right. Ken did make it. That's so, I, how would you describe it, Jason? I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, I sold out of my. I sold sold out of switcheroos by. Uh, by noon on uh, you know by noon on Saturday. So, awesome. I mean, I, 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 so I had was nine high. to sell. Nine demand to... was high. I and I actually took a few orders too that I'll be filling here in the next week or two. Excellent, excellent. And what about you, Mikey? Hey, well, uh, it was uh, my first Coco Fest. I think I can actually sum it up in two words. This is what I told David Ladd when he asked me about Coco Fest. I said, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm home. Hey, Neil Blanchard just joined us in the uh, in the live chat. Hey, Neil. Ron Delvaux, star of Coco Fest. How was yes. it for you? It was <laughs> wonderful. I brought two multi-packs to get fixed. They did. And uh, my uh, TDP 100 had a mod on it that um, Richard took the mod off and I got color back on it. And uh, I was the only one that had a working MC-10 at the show. <laughs> okay. 
And I noticed, uh, I noticed Steve York spent a lot of time there, your booth, playing with yeah, you, too. I, in, in fact, he was, he was very irritating. I had to keep I pushing him out of the I way. Think, I think he wrote that 3D demo for it, too, didn't he? Yeah, that was uh, Simon. Uh, he wrote that using self-modifying code, if I'm not mistaken. Can, yeah. <laughs> Simon was thrilled that he was able to see his uh, little project that he had been working on for a week. Yeah, that's awesome. The show. Yeah, it worked out great. That is good. I had a little uh, bit of the garage at the show. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Yeah, like point zero 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 one percent of the garage. Half But we got to meet the Timberman in the flesh, and in I enjoyed flesh. meeting you, Ron. Yeah, yes. Same here. Everybody. It was great. And Brendan Donahue, what were a few adjectives you could use to describe it? Too short. Too short. I like that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, it was the sort of thing where you know I had to rush home and catch a plane, and I mean, I, I kind of uh, shortchanged you know time with Curtis and uh, Glenn Hewlett and a number of folks there at the at the end. So um, yeah, I was kind of bummed about that, but uh, um, certainly that wasn't uh, Glenn's side's fault. That was uh, that was my fault in in uh, my own scheduling. Yeah, yeah, it it's becomes time management and multitasking and all these, you know, buzzwords that sound good on paper, they're really hard to do in Cocoa Fest. It's almost like you're in this alternate reality where space and time just kind of go out the window and everything you think you're going to do and want to do just don't seem to happen. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah, it's, it's and, the, and, and the catchphrase that we use a lot is it's a good problem to have, right? When there's just too much to do, too many people to talk to, um, definitely a good problem to have. Yep. Uh, what about you, Eric? How would you describe Coco Fest in a few short words? Oh, you know, I thought it was uh, inspiring would be my word. Just seeing all the cool projects and seeing what people are working on makes me uh, me feel like I need to get my, my stuff together and get it done. Good. I like that. I like that mm -hmm. one. Inspiration. And Steve Bjork. Oh, gee. Um, very tiring. Mm-hmm. But exhilarating. Okay. Excellent. Rick Adams, legendary game designer. Uh, lots of fun. Lots of new people, new friends, old friends, and on the pros uh, on the con side, no sleep. No sleep. <laughs> yes. No yes. sleep to Brooklyn. <laughs> what about you, Curtis Boyle? Uh, I'd have to say fun and surprisingly large. That was actually a pleasant surprise. I, I was expecting to hit about 100. I wasn't expecting to get up to around the 120 mark. Yeah. Man, that was nice. So. David Ladd, star of the show. How was it for you? Socially exhilarating, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we had we a need lot that of fun buffing your head, you know. <laughs> and he didn't kill anybody that I know of. We cleaned no. off his solar panel, and away he went. Yep. Oh, yes, it was great fun. And I yeah. see Mikey's experimenting with some toy in the background there. Right. Come on, this is a family show, David. <laughs> wow, what is this? Oh. This looks like... Wow. <laughs> That's a no-modem uh, cable? My, yeah, my head is about ready to explode, just looking at the... Uh, RS-232 ESP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, all of I, David's acronyms in one cable. 
I believe in certain engineering uh, circles that might be known as a fluster cluck. So yeah, that's pretty cool there. Though. So, and last but certainly not least, the lovely and talented Myro. How would you describe Coco Fest? Uh, it was a blast, and I agree. It was too short. It just it, there's so much going on. It just goes by instantly. <laughs> At the end, you're uh, you're exhausted, but you're uh, you're also recharged. It's inspiring. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Inspiration. That's definitely a good one. And, and Myra, I just want to ask uh, for next year, um, like you did a spoof on Ballroom Blitz on the Coco Crew? Yeah. And a couple of us actually learned to play the song, but you guys, I don't think you were actually at the jam session, so next year we can get you in, you can actually sing it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of fun going to lunch and laughing. Yeah, 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 a lot of camaraderie. Lots of camaraderie, and um, and so yeah. So a couple a couple comments in the live chat was uh, so Grant Leedy says that Cocoa Fest needs to be like Kansas Fest, like a week long. <laughs> and then um, yeah, an interesting little anecdote too that Grant threw out. I think it was Friday night. We asked the girl in the lobby, "What do you recommend for a pizza place?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, there's this really good. It's like the best in Chicago." And there's like nine of us wanting to go to this thing. And this is the best pizza in Chicago. So what was the name of the place they sent us to? Giorano's or something. Some Giorano's, G- yeah. Some and so, <laughs> and so you guys, so we all kind of caravan over there in a couple of different vehicles, and we get there. And then I think we're the last ones to arrive. And then oh, all I heard. Yeah, you were yeah. really the last one to arrive. Yeah. And yeah, all I heard was there's no seats available. I'm thinking, what, yeah. are they full? Are they full? Are they just, we have to, what's the wait like? They're like, no. Take out no only, seats. Basically. There are there's no, no seats. You can't, you can't sit down in this place. It's literally standing room only. So it was a. There was but a that <laughs> so the first place we go to, we couldn't even uh, dine at. And then we found another brick oven place that we ended up going to. Um, and that was kind of cool how we started the show off. I think there was about 10 of us there, right? Um, Diego was with us and Ken and Jason and, and, um, and, uh, Auntie M was there and Toto was there. And, um, so yeah, (laughs) so, um, and that was neat. That was really thin. I love that thin pizza. I love pizza crust, which is almost like a cracker, you know, like real thin. Cause it's like, you're not getting stuffed on bread. Except you didn't Um, eat the crusts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole pile of them you left behind. There was yeah. a whole pizza left behind of crust. <laughs> I have a picture of it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you put it. So um, for those who could not make it, number one, shame on you. But number two, there is a huge photo gallery that we've been compiling on Facebook. So there's a photo album. Um, if you go to the Coco Talk Facebook group, you can find it there. And I've ever, anybody who shared, anybody who posted a picture, I just shared that picture into this album or whatever it's called, an album or a gallery. So we've got a pretty big compilations of photos um, that are there to be seen. And then um, there is no shortage of YouTube content that was also either streamed or uploaded. So on this very channel you're watching us on now, there's lots of Coco Fest content, and there's a little bit more to come. I've got a few more clips I need to put together, and I've got a couple of bonus things. So while there is a lot there, there's a few more to come. So stay tuned. Um, for example, one of the things I have not uploaded yet is the entire Saturday auction that I got on my portable camera, because the auction was recorded first with my phone. Here I am holding my phone 
doing the best I can, you know, at great pain and discomfort, I'm holding up my phone to live stream the auction, and all I get complaints are, oh, that's real shaky. The, the camera's shaky, <laughs> and, and I can't hear it too good, and, and all these other things. And it really, it actually made me rage quit the live stream. I'm thinking, how ingrateful is that Nick Morantis? <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, but, if you don't uh, like the video, come to the damn show. Yeah, well, when you're in Australia, when you're in Australia, I, I understand. But no excuse, um, no excuse exactly. But, well, the so problem I kinda... too is he is watching it upside down. <laughs> Stand on your head next time, Nick. It's better that way. Yeah, so I actually rage quit that, and a little while later, I, I schlepped the laptop out there to put it up. Um, but I also had a stationary camera, so I do have the entire Saturday auction that I can play as one one continuous video so i have to splice those clips together i'll put them up um we do have a few things that we're going to be showing for the post credits and that's why the show took so long um uh, so here's my adjective here's my adjective I, I like how you said exhilarating who said exhilarating and exhausting um yeah so for me if i had to pick one I, I would use those words too yeah but yeah it, uh, utterly exhausting um just sleep deprived and um, lots to do and everything else. And then uh, when I came back, so I flew back Monday and I think I landed like 4 p.m. Monday. So Monday was pretty much gone. Tuesday was kind of like my Monday and Tuesday I was basically just jet lagged that whole day. I got nothing done on Tuesday and then the rest of the week was just like overdrive, blur. This week has been an exhausting week for me. So I'm still kind of exhaust um <laughs> yes yeah, so um salvador says it's beautifully chaotic beautifully chaotic and full of energy but yeah it was exhausting um oh what a wimp because i yeah. had to drive yeah so so to that <laughs> note because because my week this week was so was so hectic trying to catch up on real work i had taken a nap before the show i overslept on the nap and so i was behind on preparing this special clip I wanted to prepare. So we do have a post-credits uh, bonus clip that we're going to be showing you at the end of the show. After the after Jim Brain's favorite part, where we have the closing credits, we've got an actual bonus bonus part. And that's what took me the extra 20 minutes to get the show started, so I apologize. But We're just like a Marvel movie now. Yeah, just like a real Marvel movie, uh, which, which I saw. I saw Infinity Wars, no spoilers, but Aquaman dies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you only wish round. <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. Go ahead, Curtis. Oh no, it was it was me. Actually, oh, yeah. one of the, the the biggest highlights that I had at the show was actually it was off the show when we went to the Galloping Ghost, which is mm. a video arcade, and get to see Steve York play Zaxxon. Yeah, neat. How did he do? He did okay. <laughs> better than me yeah what i thought was cool too to that same note was that um he autographed the game for jacob was it rampage you autographed for jacob i believe so and then you were giving jacob some tips on the game and, and then and then we went and played the game the arcade right 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 and and when i say jacob i'm talking about jacob moore who is bruce moore's son and honestly uh, I have to admit, I'm I'm both proud and jealous at the same time because I I, I couldn't imagine if, when I was 10 years old if I got to hang out with Steve Bjork and play in the arcade with Steve Bjork, I just my head would have exploded. You know, <laughs> it's just like that's like a coconut dream come true. So to literally be 10 years old and hang out with a guy who made video games, it's it's literally just about the coolest thing. 
until you discover girls, right? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got a few years. But you know, yeah, he, he got that cartridge, and he says, "Yeah, I'm going to play this with my friends." And I go, "Oh, let me show you a few tricks." And I showed him a few things, and <laughs> he goes, "I'm going to have so much fun." Yeah, right. It's going to be able to kill him. Excellent. Yeah. Um, There's some I nice have... giveaways too, like just getting along with the community thing. There, I mean, yeah. Jacob got um, that iCade that uh, Alan had donated that was bought by Steve Stroh, no relation to Stevie Strobridge, that he <laughs> kind of gave away for free after he bought it on the auction. Yeah, and, that was uh, cool. John yeah. Strong, uh, his wife won a copy of Planet Engine, and I asked John quickly. I said, "Your wife's probably not going to really use that, is she?" And he said, no. And I said, well, you know, Ron's actually a, a real live astronomer. I think he would like to see that. So he don graciously donated that, too. Neat, neat. neat. A lot of camaraderie oh, in the community. Yeah, there's the cool. Apple, too. Uh, so, yeah, talk about the auction. Um, I didn't get anything in the auction because the, the, the bidding wars quickly escalated. But I ended up getting an Apple IIc, which Ron is showing a picture of right here. So there was a guy uh, on the table right next to me. I believe he's related to... Uh, Linda and Tony Pedraza. And so he had an Apple IIc with this uh, Zenith uh, green screen monochrome composite monitor. So I purchased that and Grant uh, brought that back with him because he was driving and I was not. There was no way I was going to fit all that in my suitcase. So yeah, I went to Cocoa Fest and brought back an Apple II. <laughs> <laughs> traitor. Uh, traitor. Traitor. Yeah. Mark, well, Mark Overholzer's <clears throat> clapping. If it makes you feel true. better. If it makes you feel better, I came home with the TI-99 from Coco Vest. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. <laughs> They're nice. really good door stops. <laughs> yeah. 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 The MC-10's not tall enough to fit your door. These are right. Yeah, the, um, the TI-99 has a little bit more weight, and it's a better wedge there, too, so it can hold a bigger, heavier door. So. It's also a lot slower <laughs> than the MC-10. <laughs> um, so people were asking, like, what was your favorite event what was your favorite speaker what was your favorite project you know and it that's a really hard choice to make right so i'll just say you know um obviously um i, I actually i really enjoyed the coco crew um, presentation i really enjoyed jamie cho's presentation that i saw and i didn't get to see everything and then i and really enjoyed steve bjork's presentation too um and the the thing that we were talking about before i don't know if we we're talking on discord but Right here in this panel with us, like our, I'll call this like our inner circle because we're on this panel every week and we're on Discord almost every day. I feel like we're really spoiled because we get to hear Steve Bjork talk about this stuff every single day. You know what I mean? We get to hear the stories every single day. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. It's a good thing, but we're They're spoiled by thing. that. Yeah, we're spoiled by this and you forget that, listen, not everybody's heard this story. You know, yeah. and and even though I've heard it, you know, for months now, I've been hearing not just that, but There's themes. one story over and over again. No. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not the same story. But you're hearing all this information. Um, <laughs> we're kind of spoiled, but I'm really, I still enjoyed a lot. I still took a few things away from it, and um, and I'm really glad other people got to hear it too, because you forget we we we're kind of like on the inside lane to a lot of information with projects we know about a lot of people's projects ahead of time before they're public so you kind of forget so it's like for me to say what was my favorite i would say probably 80 percent of things that are going on i kind of already know and i'm not bragging but you know so you you kind of you're a little bit almost insensitive to it because it's like the you know the the eight slot multi-pack that jim brain has and um and all these other projects his super quad uh decaphonic serial board and everybody's got these cool projects but um you know, we because we we know about them in advance. You kind of forget that. Yeah, this is really cool. I forgot this is still cool. You know, but so um, there were a lot of neat things. Um, 
But what do you guys think? What were some of the takeaways that you guys really enjoyed from the fest this weekend? Just that there's a lot of a, a lot of you know enthusiasm for both hardware and software. I mean, I think we've mentioned this before, but this initial particular, even you know, compared to the previous couple of years we've been going, um, there's a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of new projects. Like there's more and more new stuff. Like it's accelerating. It's not staying the same pace. It's not slowing down. It's it's actually accelerating. And other projects like Brendan's, for example, he's adding new features to, and you know, so even existing projects are getting expanded on. So the enthusiasm and the the going forward, I guess, is what is really impressing me. Like we're not resting on our laurels whatsoever here. It's, it, everything's just plowing forward. Yeah, neat, neat. Look at Mark's keyboard. Yeah, yeah, that was really neat. I got to beat on that. It feels good. Yeah, it's a good. <laughs> that sounded so bad. It's. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good mix between a uh, uh, IBM clicky keyboard and the Coco. It's uh, it, it, I, I plan on buying one. Yeah, it's neat. Um, so Ken says he likes he likes Steve's haunt stuff. That was neat he- hearing the yeah. Talking Heads, mm-hmm. um, the music and the the Talking Skulls and everything. Yeah, that I didn't. I, I did not have my six uh, MP3 player sound card working yet uh, that I could bring to the show. But um, mm. I figure I'd bring those guys along because the most interesting fact is they're all programmed in BASIC. Yeah, that is neat. Very cool. Yeah, I wish I had more time to stop by all the booths. So that was one problem. Like The whole point of me promoting or coming up with that booth tour thing in the beginning was I was hoping that all the vendors would basically not man their booths and actually would just tour around and see everybody else's stuff. Because once the show is fully going, nobody has time, especially if you're manning your own booth. Mm. But I noticed a few people just stuck by their booths. I think some people came late, too, so that, you know, they had no well, yeah, time to set just... up. But, but yeah, yeah, I, like yeah, Steve, I didn't get a chance to talk to him. Uh, Brendan had mentioned earlier, too, I didn't get a chance to talk to them as much as I would have liked. Um, you know, but that's a good problem to have, having too much to see rather than not enough. Yeah, yeah. I know we had talked about for weeks and for days and hours up to the event. We got to get a group photo. We got to get all of Coco Talk together and do a group photo. We need to get all of Coco Talk together and do a group Coco Talk, a live Coco Talk where we're actually all live in the same room. And these are all the things we wanted to do and talked about doing and planning on doing, and none of it happened. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, in ten years, this will be a seven-day event, right? And, and that would be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> At your place, Ron. Yeah. So, um, so uh, Salvador is saying, I found it interesting that there were numerous talks about Cocoa development. Very true. Very true. Um, Jim Forth talking about programming in, in fourth. Jim Forth. Jim O'Keefe talking about programming in fourth. Um, Jamie Cho talking about developing with the Dino Sprites and the CMOC and um, the uh, Docker um, mm-hmm. thing. What was the other development talk? John Strong had a bit on his. John Strong, too. yes, 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 Strong, Strong, yeah. So there were a few I did not attend, but I did, I did record them all. Like the lightning talks, I didn't hear the lightning talks. I actually just listened to it recently as I was playing back on YouTube, and I missed a few things. Like I, I completely missed that Brendan Donahue showed off the changing of the fonts in uh, Coco VGA. Completely missed that. I just saw it on the lightning talk. I thought that was so cool. I was going through these scan lines. 
he plugged in the actual Coco to the VGA to the projector. So we saw the Coco VGA being directly projected. And on a scan line basis, the character set is changing as it's going up and down. And he even had like a Space Invader character. So we've been talking about wouldn't it be cool to get tile set based graphics as characters where we could rapidly put them on screen. Well, Brendan has done that. So and that's perfect like, for porting your game that you did on the PC originally on the 10D1000. That'd yeah. be a perfect project to do it with. On the Coco VGA. Yep. I actually, I ought to, but see, the only the only downside to that being becomes you write a game for the Coco VGA, the only people that can use it are the, well, listen, if the game was that good, it would be the killer app that would sell the yeah, software. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I got to get that Coco VGA now to play that yep. crappy game Steve made. <laughs> <laughs> but you were talking about you're going to do several versions of it anyway, so that, yes, that could be true. like a bonus one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be true. Because with reprogrammable character sets, you can get it looking as good, if not better, than the Tandy 1000 version. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, an effective resolution of 512 by 384. So I, I'll be happy to help you with that, Stevie, if you need help. Okay. Now, the real mm -hmm. kicker, though, is uh, talking about options. You got a lot of options for sound now. Yes. I bought one. Let me show you guys that. So I'll show you some of my few of my spoils. So uh, I'm going to switch to a full cam real quick. So And I'm hopefully going to get this assembled tomorrow. So I bought the, um, the Game Master cartridge. and But this is the kit. And because this is a hardware project, I'm not saying this is a Coco project, but it is. <laughs> this, this is uh, the, um, the John Linville Game Master cartridge. And I got the ROM for it too, the demo ROM that plays that. From Miro, I got the Super Pack. So this is the... Uh, injection molded cartridge that the game master will go in and then from cloud nine i got a pow chip to upgrade my other multi-pack i got somewhere else i can't find it but this is john strong's 3d printed case for coco flash and i bought the coco flash i can't find that sorry to cut you off steve but yeah you just made me think of that oh, there is good. there's lots of sound coming around and i'll let you finish that sorry yeah it's just um yeah it, you know i've talked to nick and you know, we've definitely got a few sound systems we're going to support, and it's going to be interesting uh, what's happening. So we're going to go from a desert um, sound, you know, where there's virtually nothing, to mm -hmm. being able to be better than what most of the other systems had at the time. Yeah. Yeah, now Absolutely. we have too many oases to choose from. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It also becomes another good problem to have lots of sound Yep. choices i'm yeah, waiting for that ultimate game that's going to use all of them simultaneously for like you know a, a symphonic 16 voice at once with digitized sound that'll sell like the eight eight slot multi-packs really well yeah yep. it'll yeah. be like a it'll be like a hollywood movie uh you know, theme song or something. <laughs> John Sal Williams, surround. Sal Coco Infinity War, that's what it's going to be. Sal Salvador says, I also got two pounds of screwdrivers from Mark Overholzer. <laughs> 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 that was good. That was good, that was good. Uh, uh, Bruce See, Moore Bruce just joined, joined us. us. Yeah. How are you, Bruce? Pretty good. Hey, Bruce. Yeah. You yeah, we started we we started later than our than our late time tonight. I started about nine twenty, so you're, we're not too far into the show. We've only been on a little over half hour right now. All right on. So we did a quick lightning round, asking everybody to use one or two words to describe Coco Fest. What would those be for you, Briss? One or two words? 
Yeah, just to you know ex- explain Coco Fest with a few adjectives. Oh, um, tiring. <laughs> That's a common theme. <laughs> uh, and um, too short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we all we all echo that. So yeah, yeah I've definitely decided I'm flying in on Thursday instead of Friday. No, oh, wow, wow. Well, yes, I like to do uh, galloping ghosts when I'm awake. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I regret not being able to join you guys, but by the time Sunday came around, I had a wicked headache and I just wasn't uh, hanging. But for me to say no, I can't go to an arcade. You know, I got to not be feeling good. So um, yeah. yeah, same with uh, me too, because I, I had been sloughing off work that had been coming in from my drive up and over the weekend, and I just couldn't put it off anymore because I had to leave town for the meeting the next day, so I had to skip it too. Really wish yeah, I could have went. For the folks that don't know, this arcade has 750 machines going all the way back to um, the 70s. Yeah. And uh, you pay your 20 bucks, you walk in, and you can play as much as you want that day. You can come back and keep playing. Just hang on to your receipt. Yeah, absolutely. You need yeah. to be more awake, though. I, I, I have to share that sentiment. It would have been, it would have been more fun if I would have been more awake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I found definitely a few classics I like that I haven't seen in a while, like uh, Crazy Climber. Oh, they, yeah. They had a Puyon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, moon sh- they also had a Moon Shuttle, which was on the Coco, too, also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of your I've, ports. I've never seen Moon Shuttle in the wild. I matter of fact, the only time I ever saw Moon Shuttle was on the Coco. So, yeah. Did they have Ken, Space so- Dungeon? That was one of my favorites when I was young. Yep. Yeah. I so. saw quite a few games I never heard of before. Mm-hmm. There was one yeah. called. There was one called Timber. There was this guy that kind of looked like Ron Delvo, and he chopped down <laughs> trees, and he had to make sure they didn't fall on you, or he had to knock them over. It was a. Yeah, that was, like the same that was guy a Valley, Valley game. Yep. Yeah, they had yeah. Berserk, and then uh, they had Star Castle, but it, Star Castle wasn't running. And I was oh, that's too bad. That's an awesome game. Yeah, yeah. but there. they did have Ripoff, which I think would be a good uh, multi-color uh, computer game. Yeah, it's just uh, basically you got these little objects in the center of the screen, and the computer-controlled ships come and steal them. Well, you do a multiplayer where the computer-controlled ships are other Cocos, and you could do this even online. Overhoser likes that idea. Yeah. I'm imagining yeah. David Ladd will, too, except you can't see him because he's not. I'll put that on my list. What's the name mm-hmm. of the game? Ripoff. Rip-off. What was it again? Ripoff. Ripoff. Mm-hmm. Sounds All like right. a ripoff. It's, yeah. a, it's a vector graphics game. Okay. I tell you what, guys, I do need to take a quick bio break and also grab a cold beer. So <laughs> uh, we've been at, we've been we've been at this for 41 minutes now. So don't go anywhere, guys. We're going to run a couple commercials. I'm going I'm to run maybe two or three commercials. Give us all about a minute and a half. And then we'll be back. I'm going to mute Skype so you guys won't be coming through over the commercials. And we'll continue this fascinating Cocoa Fest wrap up show in just a couple minutes. Hey, have you got your Coco 3 yet? Hi, this is Rick Adams, author of Temple of Rom and Shanghai, and you've tuned into Coco Talk, the nation's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. 
What's going on everybody? Original Gamer Stevie Stroh here, and if you're a fan of vintage computing and retro gaming, then you're going to love our retro swag shop at 8bit256.com. There you will find custom designs by Instagram artist Joel M. Adams. You can get I'm a Coconut, Coco Talk, and other cool video game images on a t-shirt, coffee mug, or mouse pack. So if you love retro, then head on over to the retro swag shop at 8bit256.com today. Tell them the Original Gamer Stevie Stroh sent you. Hey, what's going on everybody? It's me, it's Original Gamer Stevie Stroh. You know, gameplay. To get your copy of a Gameplay Goodness gameplay Color Computer goodness. Gaming DVD today, gameplay head on over to 8bit256.com. There you will find several DVDs featuring Color Computer Gameplay videos by the Original Gamer Stevie Stroh. So to get your very own copy of a Gameplay Goodness Color Computer Gaming DVD, head on over to the Retro Swag Shop at 8bit256.com and tell them the Original Gamer Stevie Stroh sent you. Tell him that original gamer Stevie Stroh sent you, why don't you? That guy is obnoxious. Uh, we're coming back. We're coming back. Bruce Moore is here. There was something else I wanted to show you guys if I could find it. I found one of them. I think a few of us are still on our bio breaks, too. Um, yes, yes, yes. So here they are. I'm going to show these off. Um, I'm going to bring the camera in full screen. Um in just a second here, as soon as I whip these things out here. Hold on one second. Jason. <laughs> I'm just I'm just anticipating this. Yeah. All right. I just so, think he's out trying to outcreep David Ladd. Yeah. All right. So check this out. I've got not one, not two, but three of these. Now, these were, this is the insert from my new DVD. And I basically got as many people at CocoFest who would autograph these as possible to autograph them. And so not only is it the people from Coco Talk or Coco Crew or anything else and the, all the celebrities and legends and icons, it's everybody who was at CocoFest. So these are true memorabilia. This is personally hand autographed by lots of people. I'm going to see who, if I can even read off some of the names here. But... Um, so David Ladd is here, and uh, Myro is here, Rondell Vaux, Jason Cocoman Reichard, and L. Curtis Boyle, and D. Bruce Moore, and Jacob Moore is on here, Rick Adams is on here, John Strong is on here, 
Um, Ken Reichert is on here. Somebody wrote their name backwards. I can't even read it. Stevie Stroh's on here. John W. Linville's on here. Uh, uh, Wa Wally Grossman is on here. I mean, just lots of people. I, I can't read all of the signatures, but there's a lot. I'm pretty sure Steve York, you signed these too somewhere, right? Yeah. So, so I have three of these left that are physical. Uh, one of them I'm going to keep for myself because I am a whore. Um, and then two of these I'm going to send off to Australia. I'm going to send one to Brian Joyce, who made the best of episodes. I'm going to send one to Nick Marentes because he trolled my shaky cam. Um, but Are you sending them upside down? Yes. But before I do any of that, what I'm going to do to all three of these is I'm going to do a high-resolution scan of them. And then I'm going to reissue my DVDs. So the, the Best of Coco Fest DVD, the Best of Coco Talk DVDs that were re released for Coco Fest, there's going to be a new edition that will have a high-resolution scan of the autographs. So these will be a special... Coco Fest autographed edition of the DVDs, and because I now also have some bonus content that we've released that we've recorded from Coco Fest, I'll squeeze. There's not much room left on the DVDs, but I'll squeeze one to two minutes of bonus content on each one of these two. So these will be um, special edition, personally autographed bonus content Coco Fest editions of my best of Coco Talk DVDs. So I think that will be hopefully interesting and value added and people will enjoy that right so that was kind of my brainstorm sounds good hey, steve yeah now, one of the coca fest i'm trying to remember which one it was we actually the the show shirt was uh, a signable t-shirt ah, everybody okay. went, went around signing i i think yeah. that was the atlanta one of the atlanta fest yeah and uh but that was a cool concept yeah yeah and a, and, a, and a year or two ago, too, the poster, they they auctioned off the poster from the show, and then everybody from the fest autographed those posters, too. So the people who bought, who got those giant poster boards in the last day of Cocoa Fest, they got a cool keepsake, too. Yeah, I hey, have Steve. one. Uh, yeah. Steve, Tony Pedraza is the one that wrote his name backwards. Oh, that was Tony Pedraza. Yeah. Okay. And that's the president of Glenside. Yeah. So there you go. So, yeah, there's, there, that, they, I have, they're chock full of autographs. And since... And since they were all autographed by different people at different times and none of them are the same, the autographs you're going to get on volume one of the best of <clears throat> will be in a slightly different place on volume two of the best of. So I'm going to have two different prints. Two of the three prints will make their way to <clears throat> the best of volume ones and volumes two. So I think that's just kind of, I think it's neat. Who knows? Um, it's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another note that when I was doing the group photo that I sold at the fest and, uh, we did one, a 13 by 19 each time I did that and allowed people to sign it. And the 13 ah. by 19 print was auctioned off at the, one, at the last day on the auction. <laughs> We've just been trolled by Troll Jr. Richard Lorbieski says, the best of anything from Co Coco Talk is about five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to interrupt here real quick because I've got to get off and work on some projects. All right. Uh, and uh, uh, I have Jim Brain's Expander. To I'm working on designing a case for that here. Okay. That's the, eight, I get off that's, the uh, that's the eight port multi pack, right? Right. And uh, then Ed Snyder's uh, 
board came in. It's not populated, just the hardware, so I can do the case, the connectors. Oh, okay. It came in this week for me. Okay. And uh, so I've got two two uh, case projects here to work on. That's cool. And, and uh, if I listen to Coco Talk and do that, I won't get those worked on. So uh, All right, well, I'm going to jump off here and tell you guys have a great night. Hey, hey John, John, there's John. one other thing you need to uh, design. is That's a return envelope for Jim Brain. <laughs> also john i enjoyed our talk we had thank you it was great yeah yeah unfortunately you're one of the many people i didn't get to spend enough time with this weekend john strong but it was great to see you in whatever limited capacity it was okay uh, like i said I hate to have to jump off but if i yeah here i well, don't get the project no you're, you're and doing, there's you're, no Cocoa Fest blues here. I'm too busy. <laughs> there you go. You're, you're doing the Lord's work by making 3D printed cases. So God bless you and amen. Later, <laughs> John. The Lord wants us to have more multi-packs. And the Lord said we need eight slots. And the Lord said we need 19 cereal ports. And the Lord said we need eight sound chips. Can I get an amen? So <laughs> Amen. Oh, amen. Hallelujah. Remember that eight port. Multi-pack has an option so you can do 16. Yep. yep. Yeah, exactly. It's an amazing piece of equipment. I think David Ladd's going to fill it all with cereal ports. Yep. Yeah, he's going to get Ooh, eight, 16 baby, of them. Yeah. 16 quad cereal ports. Yep. Just, call it, just call it eight is not enough. <laughs> MPI. Uh, all you need now is like a nine-foot-wide desk for all your multi-packs plugged into multi-packs plugged into multi-packs. And, and a landing permit. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> if we're not yeah, careful, it's going to look like a TI with all their packs plugged in. When you turn it on, the desk. lights are going to dim. Oh, and by the way, Bill Noble's here. Hey, Bill, how are you? Oh, pretty good. How's it going, eh? Oh, it's going good. <laughs> Did you get a chance to catch any of the uh, live coverage from Coco Fest this past weekend? Uh, most of it, yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. all of it, but I've actually been going through the recaps of on the the site. So, and Bill, when you get a chance to pop by, there's some stuff here for you. I know. <laughs> oh, look at that! Look at that! The Matchbox Coco. Look at that. That's a cool looking case. Yeah, it really so, is. What did you think of it? Well, I wasn't asking, there. That was the bad part. Well, you got to see some, though. Yeah. Well, no, actually, the the stream was good. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully next well, year, because I mean, Bill has been at them before back at Rainbow Fest days. We got at least two two people not completely happy with the streams. We had at least one person complaining about the shaky cam, and then another person um, yeah, saying, "Well, well what?" Yeah, what, and, then, and then there was another one saying, "Hey, what happened?" And after after six minutes, the the picture went dark, and I can't see this and whatever. And you know, sometimes you just want to reach through the screen and just strangle somebody. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> please turn your screen back on. You, you know, this it's not see, it's not Warner Brothers. You know, there is an easy solution. If they really don't like what you're doing, just don't do it anymore. Yeah, or just come to Coco Fest. Yeah. 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 Well, I have decided that um, that just for convenience sake, I am not going to try to do as much streaming, but more pre-recording. And it's just logistically easier. It's uh, technologically easier. If you just put a camera on a tripod and just leave it there, I don't have to babysit it. Um, and then I just you just load it later. It's a convenience for people to see it live. 
Uh, it's a convenience for them. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a convenience for you. Yeah, it's not a convenience for uh, 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 all the time. And this year too was even more challenging because you had the I had the laptop set up in the speaking room, but then I had to move it to the auction room. So I didn't have to, but I did. So um, anyway, so we'll figure it out. These are these are all lessons learned. Um, so Myro, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Uh, I know it's still early, but you know, since now we're we're not done talking about Coco Fest, but you know, the next thing, our next uh, gathering is going to be Tandy Assembly. Are there like maybe some takeaways you got from from this year? I think there were some improvements by having less presentations. I actually think that was an asset, not a liability. And have you guys thought about that, or will any of that be factored into how you schedule the spacing and and the scheduling and things like that? Yes, we already took that away from uh, last year. Uh, that was you know, what we found, too, is there's just too many presentations. So there will be fewer this year. Um, and incidentally, it's 195 days until Tandy Assembly. Wow, wow. Um, yeah, so I think the fact that there were less, there were less presentations this year at Cocoa Fest. There were a few less, and they were a little bit better spaced out. And I think that helped people get more done but it just seems like that good problem to have is there's just too much to do no matter how you try to slice it Um, so um, I am in favor of having less presentations and more exhibit area and if anything else the presentation room can just be a hangout room too or something I don't know and again let's it's it but that's just my two cents I I think it's it's a good problem to have when you've got back-to-back you know headline speakers like you had last year but I also think we all what we're all taking away from this is we ha- we still didn't get a chance to hang out as much as we would have liked to have. And so honestly, I would like to do, I know it sounds really pie in the sky, but I would love to, to host a hangout fest sometime where, you know what, let's just actually literally just hang out. Let's not speak about anything. Let's not present anything. Let's do the part that we never get to do at Cocoa Fest and Tandy Assembly and just hang out and talk, you know. So um, one, one, thing I wanted, one thing I wanted to ask um, – the lightning round, I, I like that idea because then you can have maybe one each day or something like that. So instead of having yeah. all these longer presentations, just do the quick, yeah, you know, true, to the nuts true. thing. Mm-hmm. How, how did people respond to that? I mean, I gave a quick one just impromptu, but how, how did people like that versus having the longer presentation? I mean, some of them obviously needed a longer presentation, but. I uh, I caught the, the last half of the lightning talks and I wished I'd caught the whole thing because uh, mm-hmm. it was like, you can get a lot of stuff covered real quick. Yeah, and and then it's like, oh, well, then I need to go to that guy's booth and talk to him about yada yada yada, you know? Yeah, but that it made a lot of sense to me. Okay, because we we wanted to cut the presentations down a little bit more, even to get you know people more time to talk on the show floor and, and visit booths, mm-hmm. and maybe yeah. having one or two a day each day might be a better route than you know all these presentations. Yeah, yeah, like the ones talks. that don't need the time, obviously. Although I had the third position in the trivia game, that was fun. <laughs> the trivia game was fun. Yes, yeah. it was. Um, well, Myro, it was great to see you. It was great to see the Coco Crew. I really enjoyed your live Coco Crew roundtable. I thought that was good. Was good. Uh, yep. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I enjoyed it all. Again, I didn't get to see it all. I didn't get to see Lightning Talks until like a day or so ago when I watched it on YouTube. Um, I missed that completely. So. Yeah, there's several I missed too, like some of the longer presentations that I had to catch on your, your, the videos you uploaded. So, yeah, but that's every year. Mm-hmm. 
especially when you're an exhibitor or a vendor, then you've you've really got your time. That's the reason I proposed that original, you know, booth tour, which I was hoping the vendors themselves would actually get a chance to do it. But you know, some people didn't get there till really late, like Alan Huffman. So nothing right, about right, that. Right, right. Richard had his head down. He was smoking his fingers off, man. Yeah. Away. Yeah. So what, yeah. what did you guys what did you guys think about meeting Ron Delvo in person? <laughs> <laughs> Scary. Has to come down to my place and chop some trees down in the yard, but he refused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You promised we wouldn't have to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed hanging out with all you guys. Um, I remember I asked the question: Do you think we would have um, off-screen chemistry the same as we have with our on-screen chemistry? Would we would we click and would we gel in person? And I think it just happened instantly. Absolutely. When we all yeah. met, you know. Yep. Everybody was just like they are. Yeah. Yep. Pretty uh, soon, better yeah. for worse. <laughs> Just remember, um, like I said, I'm home with my buddies. I'm yeah. home. Indeed, You're in a safe none of us place. tried to kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was. And cool. I gave David plenty of reasons to kill me. So it was. Oh like- yeah. So so I don't know if anybody saw this, but it's on Coco Man's channel. I don't know Coco Man if you want to put a link to your channel. Did you do that already? Because. <laughs> It's in the chat, or you can okay. just go to my blog at cocoman.org. It's there also. There you go. So I did a walk around Sunday where I'm just having my phone and I'm walking around the exhibit areas, just saying hi to everybody. And we were in two rooms this year. And so Jason's behind me doing a live stream. It's the live stream of Steve doing a live stream. And I think Ken was doing one too at some point in time. Or Ken was watching the stream, one of our streams. I'm not sure. Yeah, so I think we had, he was we, watching. So we had this kind of like live stream inception caravan thing going on. Um, and it was kind of funny to watch because I ended up watching Jason's version of, of it. And it was it was really entertaining. So it was 14-minute running gag. Um, you were saying you liked the shots of the back of your head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something you don't see every day, right? <laughs> we got a couple of good shots at the top of David Ladd's head, too, by request. Nick Morentes kept saying, lift the camera up so I can see the top of David Ladd's head. <laughs> He's such a troublemaker that. That's just wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> I don't know what shiny. it was, but Nick was obsessed with the top of your head, David. He kept asking for it. <laughs> uh, I did have a little. I did have a little problem with the show. Was the fact that I had to keep looking up to everybody. I guess I was the shortest one there, except for your son. <laughs> oh, um, uh, Bruce, you yeah. you were not on, you were not on before, so maybe we can get your. Where did you go, Bruce? I lost your video. I'm I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, I can see it. I well, hold on. Uh, okay, there you are. So, yep. Yep. um, are. I was commenting before, which I think was really cool. So, um, the fact that Steve Bjork got to autograph the cartridge for Jacob of Rampage, and then he gave uh, Jacob some tips on how to play Rampage. And then you guys all went to the arcade and played Rampage and played in the Rampage. arcade. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. my head is exploding just thinking about it. And I just know if, if I was 10 years old and I got to hang out with a you know, video game designing rock star back then or now, how cool would that be? And he literally is 10 years old and got to hang out with a video game designer. I mean, that's like that's a once-in-a-lifetime type thing, right? So is he still blown away from it? Oh yeah, he was he was playing. Let's see, he started playing. Uh, he was playing Rampage yesterday, and I said, "Okay, well, just go to bed when you die." 
And like, it's like, <laughs> like what? He's still playing. It's like, where, where are you? And he's like, I'm at, I'm at 2 million. I'm not dead yet. But I had to send him up. And this yeah. morning he says he almost got to 4 million. So he's using all the mm. tips and tricks from, from okay. this guy over, over here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. I have a question got, for you, got Bruce. It all you, down. you got to play it on the Coco. You guys went to the arcade. You got to play it in the actual arcade version. Did you complete the trifecta and actually see the movie yet? No, no, not the movie yet. I but saw I mean, the movie. Hey, yes, that's right. I saw the Rampage movie, and I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. And um, it's something about, I, I, well, I still call him The Rock, but technically he's yeah. Dwayne Johnson, right? He's one of these guys who you kind of, you don't want to like him, right? And it's like, this guy's a douchebag. He's just a good-looking muscle guy. He's a billionaire. Why is he in every friggin' movie? Come on, what, you know, and everything else. Is. But then you watch the movies, <laughs> and they're friggin' good. You know what I mean? He's just that good. So... Um, it was an amazing movie. I was really concerned. How are they going to do this? How are they going to pull it off? How are they going to make the video game into a movie? And how is this movie going to be believable? If you can believe that there's a 400-foot gorilla, you know, if you can believe that, you can believe anything. But they did it in a really cool way. And they really paid homage to the game without it being crowbarred. You know, there was no shoehorn crowbar things in here, but there were just nods to the game, including having the actual arcade cabinet in the background in one of the offices somewhere. You know, so <laughs> there were lots of nods to the game, um, but the it was an incredible summer blockbuster action movie. Um, and visual effects were good. The action was good. The story was cool. If you're a fan of The Walking Dead, Negan is in it, and he was really good too. So, um, you know, um, I liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, so I would highly recommend seeing Rampage. Also saw Infinity War Thursday night. Highly recommend seeing Infinity War. Um, and but yeah, do, it was not, cool. do not see Infinity War. You know, spoilers. Just watch the spoilers. Don't even go to a review. Just go see the film. Yeah, just see the movie. Yeah, and make sure react. you stay past the credits, like every Marvel movie. Right. Oh, yeah. so, you definitely want to see the end credit, and that's yeah. all the spoiler I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because it's a Marvel movie, it's not a spoiler saying there's a post-credits scene. So we'll just leave it at that. Well, um, heck, you're you're going to want to see our post-credits. We too. have. Well, I would ask, I would actually say our post-credits today is going to be on par with a Marvel film. Right. I will go ahead and say that. Is it? Um, yeah. So, um, oh. so I want. Uh, so I, I do want to show off um, one thing that I did receive, and and I want to, I want to, I want to frame it as you know, I'm not trying to do this as a, a bragging point because when it yeah, comes yeah. to certain things, you know, you it's like, you, you know, the, the, there was a lot of I hate to use the word controversy, but when the topic of the award ceremony came up and the, and John Linville put together the the poll and everything we tried to be as diplomatic as possible and we tried to make it as fair and rounded and balanced as possible within the context of who's attending but there are certain topics to when you sit here and say you know like you know what was the best new game of the year i mean we had a lot of great new games how do you pick the best and and by saying one is the best are you saying the other one's not as best you know so it's really i just i struggle with these things because listen i liked them all i love timberman i love bomb threat i love all these games i can't say one is forest of doom you know what i mean yeah. so you can't say one is better than the other they're all kind of good certain right? people like certain genres of games so they may you know, not like so, you know, an adventure game um, or like an arcade game of vice versa <clears throat> so so you know to, to to have to pick one i i find it's number one tough to do number two i also find by 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 saying one is the best you're also saying well 
everybody else is not the best and it's not true and it's not fair so there's no easy way to do this you know it's it's a it's sophie's choice right so but what i would and the only reason why i want to bring it up is because i want to bring it up as a thank you not to say that i am the best because i'm not uh, or anybody else is any less best or less effective but i do want to say this as a thank you simply because um it was voted on by the community so the for the topic of most effective community promoter um, that award was given to me and i humbly and gracefully accept this because the people voted for this and i do appreciate the fact that you did so i want to say thank you for doing that and, and it means a lot to me but i also want to say this is not a contest and i and in my opinion i don't think i did any better or worse job than the coco crew did or anyone else for that matter and so we're not doing this for fortune or glory or fame we're not doing this for anything um but i just want to say thank you for those who voted for me but when it comes to promoting the community the the prize is us right we the prize is that our community gets better and gets stronger and when we say, why did we go to Coco Fest? Did we go for the Coco? Did we go to hear this person speak? Did we go to see this product? I went to Coco Fest to see everybody at Coco Fest. I went to Coco Fest for the people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. I and you're welcome for me are. stuffing the ballot box. I made a bunch of fake Facebook accounts <laughs> to vote for it. I'm glad it worked. The virtual ballot box. Yeah. I wanted I to say that to... Bruce's setup uh, looked great. And I sat there, and, and I'm even on tape uh, being seen listening to uh, Coco. Uh, what was Coco it Forever. <laughs> Coco Forever. Yes. It was awesome. In, in fact, Steve, your part in there was great. Ah, thanks. Thanks. Let me see if I can find that, and we'll play that little clip right now. Awesome. Yeah, Bruce, so, I never did get a chance to hear the episode. Oh. So, Stevie, right. where, where's the 50 bucks you promised everybody that voted for you? <laughs> Checks in the mail. Uh, that money will come out of all the refunds that Jim Brain has to issue. So uh. We're going to be rich. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's, let's run that teaser right now. Let's run on the Coco Forever teaser. Oh, okay. Imagine a different world. A world where Tandy Corporation has the upper hand. Where the Coco surpassed all competitors. And all you have to do is travel back in time without making a single mistake. Coco forever. Office. <laughs> yes, you're too kind, and thank you. You want to grab some food before we head back and look at that alt-reality OS9 module? <laughs> it's only about 40 years past due, but yeah, sure. How does it feel? There we go. Teaser number two um, for Coco Forever. Who got to listen to Coco Forever? I did. It was I did. awesome. I did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I recorded a few things with Bruce, but I had no idea what it was going to sound like or how it was, you know, what the story was or anything else. I, you know, we did it. Um, Bruce had some ideas. He had kind of like a rough outline 
we brainstormed a little bit, but almost everything was ad lib. Um, and it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I, I think I've only mentioned this once or twice. I think I mentioned this on, on the Coco crew when I did the interview. Cause when, you know, at the end of their interview, it's like, well, what have we, what, what haven't we asked you or what haven't you told us? You know, it's the famous closing line on a Coco crew interview. And I had told them that, you know, years ago I, I did live stand-up comedy. So I had spent like six years being a semi-professional road touring comedian. And, um, and in the process of doing that, I had been um, asked to audition for a few things. And I, you know, and I'm used to doing everything pretty much like live without a net. You know, I don't believe in rehearsing and I like things to be spontaneous. Um, <clears throat> and so I auditioned for a role in an in independent production. And what I didn't realize is when you go to audition, you're supposed to like have those lines memorized, <laughs> you know, things like that. I'm not an actor. I didn't know. And I auditioned for something. I figured, well, shit, I'll just show up and I'll wing it. You know, that's what I do. I'm, I'm a winger, you know. And I just tried to wing my audition and, of course, didn't get it because you're supposed to know the scenes. And I guess you had to know how to act, too, and stuff like that. But um, so I screwed that audition, but they still liked me and they gave me a speaking extra part. And again, I had script. And I had to memorize something, and I couldn't memorize it. And we ended up ad-libbing a bunch of that, too. And I, don't, I never saw it, but I was so nervous and stuff like that. And it's like, dude, I, I'm not good at reading a script or memorizing anything. But I like what we did, Bruce. I thought it was fun. And I think what you, the, the package you produced was really well done. And I think another kind of innovative thing, right? So I think the category was, one of the categories not only was what was your favorite game, but what was an innovative way to release a game? And, and honestly, a ROM pack is extremely innovative, but I don't know that the ROM pack was new for this year because the ROM pack has now been out for a couple of years. So I think the main two choices were... Do you, do you mean uh, the SD card? Because the ROM pack's been out forever, right? Well, I'm talking about new ROM packs, right? Like, oh, okay. Because, you know, like how, how John Linville has the ROM packs and John oh, Strong yeah. has ROM packs, you know, so that's like a new way to distribute, but that's not new for this year. Right. So I think the two choices were Forest of Doom, which came on a book... And Timberman, which came on uh, SD card, and I know I know um, I know Paul Thayer won for Timberman for one of the categories. Maybe it was the you know creative way to do it, but I do, I do like what you did with the book. It's really neat because it's tangible Thanks. and mm -hmm. it's creative. It's definitely innovative. Where you 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 know the game itself is kind of unique now because I have because. I, t I liked text adventures. I started on text adventures before I got into arcade games, but I was never into RPGs. So I was n I never played any RPG on the Coco before. So if there are good RPGs out there, I'm sorry, but I never saw them and never played them. So Forest of Doom was the first Coco RPG I ever played. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, and you finally won. I finally won. That's right. So I won on level one. Level two is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm calling i'm calling shenanigans on level two um, <laughs> um but yeah no so i like that i like paul thayer so it's neat like we somebody mentioned earlier inspiration we're inspiring each other uh, i think now between you producing that book with the audio soundtrack which is clever too um and now this um coco forever it's an episodic audio drama for the coco it's different. And we've already got audio drama between the Coco Crew and Coco Talks. And now we've got. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're in Myro's hair. So. <laughs> um, 
it was funny because listen, we're we're live. We're just trying to have fun, and I, I made a comment like one time. We're like, oh yeah, we're looking at the schedule. Like, oh, the Coco Crew's gonna be live. Let's troll them, right? So, <laughs> and some people must have thought that there were some animosities between us, but <laughs> there totally is. But we're not gonna admit that. Yeah. Probably, so. no, no, no. <laughs> no, we we went to their houses and toilet papered them. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally Sunday when they did their uh, live thing or whatever. Or... It was fun just trolling them, you know, heckling them. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I thoroughly I, enjoyed that. I, I got to troll uh, Boise from the outside. I was making faces at him, and he kept pointing at <laughs> So that's who he's pointing at off camera. Okay. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, so, I was just sitting there with my arms folded, you know, looking just like him, and he saw me do that. So, so Myro's here. Myro can hopefully attest to the people who don't know that we're having good spirited fun here. There is no bad blood between our shows, right, Myro? There, there is not. Are you <laughs> sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> really? Sure about that? Yeah, Steve was going to ask you if you detested, not attested. Make it so. <laughs> we hold the Kokoku in high esteem. I mean, they are we the trailblazers here. Yeah, oh, we wouldn't yeah. be here without them, as we've said yeah. before. It's true. And most of, most right. of us wouldn't have come to Cocoa Fest for the first time. But um, you have to remember that when something comes later, it's usually because they're trying to improve on the formula the first thing. Uh, I don't know if I'm... If I'm I, well, I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> this is, this is refuse different. comment. I refuse to comment there. But yeah. Um, <laughs> We're I, something I've, different. And I, I've had two beers, so don't get me started. So... <laughs> um, um, well, the way I look at it is now, you know, there's choices and, you know, and a variety. And when you have more of that, it means that the community can grow. So that's that's the way I look at it. Um, and that's true with hardware, too. Right. Yeah, so absolutely. Um, yeah, so the community and uh, yeah, you know, the, the result of that is, you know, 117 people at Cocoa Fest. So, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think most of us listen to both shows. It's not like one picks one or the other. Yeah, yeah we do. But, right, there, right. but you know, it's kind of cool. There are camps. You know, there is Camp Coco Crew. There is Camp Coco Talk, and that's okay. You can be in camp, and I and I'm camp I troll. camp. Don't forget Camp. Yeah, troll. Camp Troll, right? So, um, and it's great. And, and listen, I respect I respect all the shows. I respect all the people. Um, yeah, I like that there is variety. Um, I listen to the Coco Crew. I will be. I'll go on record to say I'm the biggest fan. I've been the biggest fan since you know since I started. Um, it's a great show, and I think we complement that, and I think we supplement each other pretty well. And as a matter of fact, John Linville was trying to brainstorm with us when we were sitting in the lobby, like what could we do to do some crossover stuff and and things. Oh, by the way, Myro. So John Linville was saying, you know, who who's the next person that maybe we should interview from. From from uh, Coco Talk, I would like to nominate uh, Ron Delvo. <laughs> I think a Ron Delvo exclusive on Coco Crew would be kind of cool. That would be fun. Yeah. You yeah, that would ask, be fun. Can ask all the hard hitting questions that we're too afraid yeah. to ask here. Yeah. Like what size of an axe do you have? <laughs> Why are you a user and not a programmer? <laughs> what do you trim your beard high. with? Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's the address of your house so we can go visit? And when you're not there, <laughs> yeah. When do you, when when do you take long Where vacations? Do you get your flannel. What's the uh, what's the alarm de deactivation code? <laughs> How big of a truck do I need to haul your grass? <laughs> are your are your neighbors nosy? My neighbor puts a a huge light on their barn next door or whatever you call it, their building. 
Where do you and keep the keys for your classic cars? Yeah, they're worried about uh, big cats roaming the neighborhood looking for their little fluffy dog. You know, oh, and I, I do uh, astronomy in my backyard along oh. with Cocos. So that wrecks And this it. huge light is extremely bright. Yeah. So I they like light trespass. So I went like over it. there with some cookies, you know, and, you know, tried to break the ice. and Go over with the axe. That'll fix it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll fix it good. Just come over with your lumber, your axe over your shoulder. Hey, can you turn that light down? So, um, hi, hey, speaking of, hold on. Everybody, turn upside down because we're about what? to be joined by Nick Marenti. Hey, Nick, good day. Hey, hey, good day, everyone. Yes, I made it late, but it's, I made it. It's the Aussie what time call. is it? What time is it in Australia, Nick? Uh, it's uh, 12.30, 12.30, yeah, midday. Midday ah. on Saturday. Sun On Saturday, Saturday yes. We're, we're okay. in the future. <laughs> okay, you're in the future. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick, can you steady your mic there? It's shaking a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you guys all s turn upside down so I can see you properly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you get to watch much of the uh, show? Yeah, I saw most of it. Yeah, and I was, it was good. It was the best fest uh, in a long time, obviously. What kind of questions uh, do you have for us? <laughs> questions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is wrong with does, you all? Yeah, right. <laughs> who does uh, uh, David Ladd's hair? <laughs> Nick, just wait until you ever make it to the United States. <laughs> Ron trims it off very carefully with the axe. Yeah, I want to say I was surprised, so I gave Dave, I gave David a big firm hug, and when he when he reached around and squeezed my buttocks, I was a little surprised at first. So yeah, I, I thought the tongue in the ear was a little bit overpowered myself. Is, this is, is a family show. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Is this being recorded? <laughs> <laughs> is this thing on? Hello, hello, testes, one, we two. We don't care if it's being recorded. <laughs> yeah, so much for a family show now. Yes, yeah, because we know many families sit around the, sit around the TV. At least it was a moral family, but I didn't think this was technically an after dark. Nah, well, it is, but it's the, it is after dark. Oh, but yeah. So it's not the Coco Talk, the weekly Coco Talk. Well, it is. It, it is. is okay. Yeah. It just yeah. Stevie's busy tomorrow. I'm busy yeah. tomorrow going to another nerd convention, so or it's a nerd <laughs> meeting, so And so, he's two oh, beers in. I'm two beers in, yeah. I might get a third and then really tell you how I feel. Um, <laughs> if we go long <laughs> enough, it'll be tomorrow anyway. Yeah, so Nick, that's true. Nick, what was your favorite part of the show that you saw on the stream? Uh, the end credits. No, no. Marenti's. <laughs> 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 Not sure. I think I think the best thing was just the walk around all the tables, just seeing all the all the booths, what people had. I think that was the best thing. The booth um, tour. The booth walk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It wasn't too bad, except for the occasional glare whenever you pointed at David. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was our personal spotlight. Oh, my God. Oh, Bruce, so you're so, going to get it next year. You're going to get it next year. So so tr so Troll Senior just says his favorite part was the end, but um, uh, I don't know if anybody caught it when I did my walk around. I got to troll the troll, 
he Actually, was talking. That, that was good. That that was good. To see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. That one, um, and got to see how the show was being filmed. Yeah, the walk, the behind the the behind the stream, right? The, uh, the behind the, live the stream. Don't the cross the streams. <laughs> <laughs> the director's cut of the director's cut. Yeah. Right. So that was good. But it was good seeing all the different hardware. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. We had all of um, the uh, the memory boards there, and uh, actually, I I thought what was what was interesting was that that keyboard that uh, Mark Marlette had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good, but it's only the key mechanism, not so much the key cap. So, in other words, you've got to have an old yes. yellow yellowed keyboard already. All it's doing mm -hmm. is in, uh, replacing the mylar. Yeah, which, yeah. which is good, and it gives it a bit of a click. Oh, it does. The, the feels a lot better from trying it. Yeah, it yeah. Feels so, like an old IBM keyboard. Yeah, yeah. So I might, I might get that, but uh, ultimately, I would like one with new key, new keys. Um, yeah, yeah. Even if it's just mainly the white keys, the white keys are the. Well, ones I mean, the, if you can, can the keys be easily replaced and remo excuse me, removed. Well, yeah, they come off. They yeah. come off easy enough. But so they, they should be easy enough to clean or retrobite or something. You know, soak them well, in something. Well, you, yeah, you can clean them, but uh, your retrobite bright is what's needed to get them back to white. But you know, I'm just scared that it might uh, start making the letters fade. Yeah, true, true. You haven't memorized yeah. where the keys are yet, Nick. You've had a computer <laughs> no. for how many years? Well, then you just you just you just get those clear Dynamo labels and you. Print out the alphabet and you clip them off and stick them on the top of there. So. <laughs> and just set them up in Dvorak style instead. Just right. be printed. The problem with RetroBright is that a lot of plastics just go yellow again. Yeah. Well, that might be an interesting thing to 3D print the keycaps. Technically, it's not called Dynamo. It's called Dymo, but whatever. Who's Dymo? Yeah, yeah. We're getting trolled by the troll here. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting. I the way, I think it's neat, but I look at it like this. I don't know that I would buy one of those proactively. Uh, I don't know that I need to upgrade my Coco to have that. Uh, that I would look at that as a re keyboard, or, yeah, or not in yeah, dies. Yeah, exactly. Well, I would do, I would do it as a reactive thing. If I had a Coco three and I had no other keyboard, I would do that reactively. Oh yeah. Um, well, if you had but, a faulty keyboard that uh, with a damaged mylar, I mean yeah. my key, oh, my absolutely. keyboard works fine. It's just that it's starting to look um, worn. But yeah. you know, if for example, let's just say a Coco two. And listen, I'm not I'm not dissing the product. Um, okay, here's here's Ken showing off his Dynamite. Now, Jason, Dynamite, <laughs> right? So there's the Dynamite uh, printer. So I'm not dissing the the project. It's a cool project. But if you just needed to fix a keyboard, I, um, and it's eighty five dollar replacement part, and it was a Coco two, you could buy a Coco two for less than eighty five dollars, and you could literally buy another Coco just for the keyboard if you had to. Yeah, yeah. Less than buying that. Um, so well, again, I'm I'm well, in my opinion. Switches. In my opinion, these uh, this keyboard is is much nicer to type on. So if you're, oh, absolutely, you're going to be typing on your Coco, uh, I don't think there's a better alternative. Right. Short yeah. of getting an external adapter. Right. Yeah. The, right. the only thing I don't like about the key not not this keyboard project, but it's just the keyboard itself. It's yeah, just it doesn't small. change the keyboard. It doesn't change the fact that it's still the literally the same size Coco three keyboard, which is not the best. 
yeah, layout hard, for, for ergonomics. On. Yeah. Um, but no, as far as the quality of the switches and what you get, um, I'm not knocking the value of oh, it that, at that's all. A, yeah, um, it's absolutely yeah. outstanding. Um, it's, and even, you know, because if you were to look at, they, they've talked about what would it cost to reproduce Mylars. You were looking at maybe $60 or more to reproduce the Mylars. And this is $85 for a new board and mechanical switches. So it's a value. But $85 is not cheap. One of the things that Jim Brains talked about is that a lot of times on a product, you got to find that sweet spot in the price. You know, and it seems to be for most projects, you know, $50 is the, the, the fair median price for many things. If it was um, $80, $80, including keycaps as well. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for um, the uh, new Mylar for the Ataris goes for 12 bucks. Wow. But that's yeah, but a look, lar larger too. Yeah, look how many Ataris were made. I mean, it's that's a different thing. So that's yeah, mm -hmm. a mass market. Yeah, yeah. And I have to say, because Coco threes are not cheap on eBay to find anymore. Um, right. For Coco three, it's probably much more worth it. You're right. On the Coco two, it's kind of like I could just get a new computer for that, as long as yeah. you got one with a working Mylar. But the Coco three. That's definitely, I think, a worthwhile thing to consider. Yeah, but there are—I'm sure there's a handful of people who are actively use and actively type on their Coco. I do not actively type on it. I avoid typing on it. I I type and because I have the Coco SDC and I can auto load the game I'm going to play. <laughs> I use the arrow keys and then I'm done with the keyboard and I'm onto the joystick. So um, for me, an upgraded keyboard is not interesting to me because I'm not going to sit here and spend hours beating on that keyboard. Um, but for somebody who does, then this this is an upgrade. So that might be that's your that's your demographic there, where you're going to proactively upgrade my keyboard for a better experience, a better tactile experience. You know, you better pray your arrow keys last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, or um, you can use the joystick in Coco SDC. That's true. You can. There you go. Uh, so Grant Leedy's in there too. Hey Grant, Grant's not feeling good. So a couple people are a little bit ill post Coco Fest. Anybody oh, else yeah. got a little bit of a, a sickiness? Yeah, I convention do. crud. Convention crud. Yeah. I think David's hair fell out. Or was that? Yeah. Was it like that before? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Come on. I looked at you one time. Oh, by the way, I. <laughs> I, I could I could not find this before, but I found it now. Here is the Coco Flash itself, um, in still in the static bag. So this is the Retro Innovations Coco Flash, very small board, including the the 3D printed case, the Coco Flash case. So I have not um, unpackaged it yet or anything else. Just haven't had the time, but I am looking forward to learning how to use the Coco Flash, which is available at Go for Retro. Matter of fact, let's do that. Let's take a quick moment and and. Um, Let's recognize our sponsors for a moment here, shall we? So at Coco Talk, we like to recommend uh, a, a recognize outstanding members of the community. And so let's start by saying, and Brendan's here. Brendan Donahue of the Coco VGA Project is here. Hello, Brendan. And Hi. to learn more about Coco VGA, you can go to CocoVGA.com, including getting on the waiting list to get the board of your choice. Uh, we have uh, hot off of Coco Fest, Richard Lorbieski and Boyson Technology at BoysonTech.com. Um, in the live chat trolling us, we have Jim Brain at Retro Innovations, which is, uh, uh, what is it called? It's go, the number four, retro.com for Retro Innovations. And it's not just Cocoa products there. We've got uh, uh, Commodore. This, I shouldn't be drinking during the show, right? So we've got Commodore and TI and Cocoa products. Um, we have the SD Pack. This is um, Antonio Jimenez. 
makes that cool SD pack. I brought those to Coco uh, Fest. People looked at them. A lot of people liked the fact of the single game on the SD card, like a cartridge where it auto boots. A lot of people liked his 3D printed case. It's so that right was kind of cool. Yeah, fits in your pocket. And so um, then we also have obviously have our retro swag shop where you can get cool T-shirts, the new Coco Talk After Dark T-shirts there. I think there's another promo coming up in May 2nd for free shipping. So if you want to get some more stuff, you might want to wait till uh, May 2nd and there'll be some free shipping. Um, and this is another thing that I love. I love it when somebody says, if only there was a website that served as a directory where we could go to find out things about the color computer community. Well, guess what? It's been around for years now, and it's called I'mACocoNut.com, your one-stop shop for all your Tandy color computer needs. Um, and here at CocoTalk, if you want to connect with us, you can go to our website at CocoTalk.live, where you can email us, you can send us feedback, you can get, it's got links to the Facebook page and the um, Twitter account, all that kind of stuff, so check us out there. You can also um, get replays of the audio and video versions of our show. And uh, let's not forget the Coco Crew podcast at cococrew.org, the original show that got the community back on its feet and back on track. And last but not least, we need to give a shout out to Nick's neighbor, Brian Joyce of Extructus Productions. Check out his website at FD501. I need to get Coco Man on here now, too. I need to get cocoman.org and uh, cocoman.biz and cocohdmi.std uh, and all that kind of cool stuff. So um, we'll, we'll get some more <laughs> stuff up there in the near future. <laughs> Richard Lorebieski says, visit Jim Brain's page. I want to return this.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're bad you're bad you're bad so i think we lost myro um uh what else so uh, let's see so there's three people here who were not at the fest that is james uh bill and um me nick nick now james did you see any of the coverage i w i watched a couple of the uh the uh, presentations, and I watched you doing a walk around, and I was creeped out by the whole uh, streaming, you streaming thing, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, Some of the uh, after hours stuff was kind of cool, but you couldn't really follow the uh, conversations that were going on because it was just so much noise. Yeah, but yeah, it was, it was gave you a good idea of what the atmosphere was like yeah 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 there's a lot and of conversation that take place the, in the lobbies and stuff just for the record i voted for john linville over you uh, that's fine <laughs> and i and i believe he's is he's, he's entitled so well, um he he did a lot better job of advertising events and stuff that's mm -hmm. the only reason there you go uh, Michael, no. and that's James' last appearance on. Coco <laughs> 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 Sorry, uh, you're breaking up. I'd like to jury. I'd like the jury to disregard that statement and have that stricken from the record. So. <laughs> he, he's probably shocked by it. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, I got I got something to throw in when you got a chance. What's that? Sorry, Bruce? Kind of cool. oh, I just got something to throw in about the fest when, but when James is done. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, 
one thing I saw that I thought was really cool, really impressed me, was uh, at the fest was Curtis walking around with his uh, his ease of use to the various hardware vendors saying, hey, could you fire this up and see if it's working on your current, you know, whatever your demo, you know, whatever hardware you're demoing and that. And, uh, you know, walking over to Jim and walking over. I don't know who all, all you walked over to there, Curtis, but I, I was looking at that going, that, that's the community at work. Like, that's pretty amazing stuff. Yep. I was just trying to get free stuff. It didn't work at all for me. Uh, oh, really? wanted me to pay for stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> now that's the Curtis I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get free yeah, stuff, that, huh? That damn cheapskate, yep. So how did the ease of use go at the show? Well it was good. I mean I we didn't we weren't selling anything, obviously. It was just uh we wanted to like a lot of people that aren't actively watching this show or maybe are just on Facebook or just the list don't really know what the heck it is. I mean, even Boise, you know, until I got interviewed on Coco Crew didn't really know exactly what it was. That was his first question. Right. So it was basically just getting out there what the purpose of the project is and then, you know, kind of showing where we are at the moment. So, yeah, I got quite a few inquiries out. We got three or four more people that joined the Alpha Test group after the fest because they saw it at the fest. Uh, so we got some other people testing. I think we're, what are we up to now, David? I think we're almost up to 20 people now in the Alpha Testing group. Wow. Wow. I'm great. Not sure, but I do know with the, the mice that were hooked up, it certainly wasn't that hard for the kids to start up the games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, people were coming by and firing up demos and games and stuff just all on their own. That's the whole point. You don't have to get and, taught it. You can just you know use it like a modern machine. And the thing is, if you didn't have all the, uh, the uh, multi-view working, how many would have done that otherwise? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see? So that opened the door up to... Um, ease of use didn't it (laughs) jim brain jim brain's comment on the alpha list is note to self 20 people with no social life (laughs) it's better than 20 people with returns i always say Um, i also want to thank uh, ron delvo because uh when he got the planet engine there he wanted to get it installed and i actually uh he sent me the disc image because i have it here somewhere but it's buried and stuff so he sent me the disk image, and I actually got it installed. It's going to be on the Alpha 4 release, along with some other updates. So it's already it's running, and he's been putting some pictures of it on Facebook. Ron, how did you find the program? It's like, is it, it was fairly useful. I mean, taking into yeah. consideration it was written in 1990. I mean, it's, it's, it's fairly simple. I have a couple of other, you know, um, you know, Windows planetariums. And it's all the, uh, you know, the renderings of the uh, stars and everything are right on and the, where the planets are and everything is just dead on it's 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 kind of useful actually if you want to just uh, keep track of where the planets are bring it up it's pretty cool yeah. i like the fact it actually shows the phases you'll see them too if you look through the telescope yeah. it'll show you like how much of it's lit up by the sun from it your does. position yep i didn't realize it and it's resizable it's another one like zone runner and rogue you can actually put them on the same screen and run them all simultaneously and just switch between them as you're going and it does uh, represent where the um Milky Way is, <laughs> which is yep. pretty cool. Is it close to the Snickers bar? <laughs> right by the Kit Kats. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Salvador has to leave. Salvador says, uh, great show, guys. Got to go. See you later. Th- take care, Salvador. Um, later, man. I, another person who I enjoyed meeting, too, was Disney Saints fan, who I don't think is here right now. But did you guys all get a chance to meet Eddie? Uh, yes, I Yes, I, I did. Yeah, I mean, very Eddie, cool guy. I didn't, know that's, I didn't know that's who that was. Yeah, yeah. So we spent a lot of time chatting. He got to chat up with a lot of people, and that was really cool. 
Um, he he used to work at uh, Good Riddance. What are you <laughs> saying there, Jim? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> yeah, he worked, uh, yeah, he worked in the, the repair uh, in the nineties uh, in yeah. the uh, shack repair. Yeah, yeah, interesting guy. Yeah, you know, I, was it, long, I was long gone at, at Radio Shack. I had left in '86, so. And it's like those conversations. I love having those conversations. And you know, I know we try to capture some of that magic. We try to put it in a bottle on the on the show. But there's something different when you're just sitting there having those conversations. And it's like on the one hand, you know, it's like especially like Friday night when we first flew in. We're like, "Well, you guys want to do an after dark or something?" I'm like, dude, I'm tired. I just got here. And I'm tired. I've been on a plane. My ass is sore. You know, I've been in that damn sardine can for four hours. And uh, yeah, no, I'm not really. I'm not ready to be live and on the air right now. But we had like a lot of really good conversations. Um, and it would be nice if you could capture all of that, but in a sense, it's not always practical. In the other sense, too, you kind of take away from something because you really need to be in the moment of the conversation. So, well, we did we did try to capture some of that. I did try to get some of the lobby talk, but I, I know somebody mentioned it was hard to hear, you know. But it's just there's nothing there's nothing drive like just wire, being there wire. and being in the moment, <laughs> you know. Drive wire. Drive wire. <laughs> um, that was drive good. wire. TTL. Yeah. So, um, no, I love having those little conversations and that's, and I've always said, I've always, I, and I, I get tired of asking, I've always tried to put out there saying, listen, we'd love to have you on the show. And when I say that, I'm talking about to the community, anybody in the community, we would love to have you on the show. And, and you get some people who say, well, I don't want to be on because I haven't done anything, you know, and it's not like you don't have to have a resume. There are no like, um, yeah, there's look no around. Cool, Right. <laughs> you know, it's so nice it's like a user's perspective, like Ron. I exactly. Mean, he, he keeps telling us that he hasn't, quote unquote, done anything, but he's got a, a garage full of stuff that a lot of us have never even seen. So, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I like just having somebody who wants to share a story. Like, what was it like when you used to hang out at Radio Shack or what was it like when you worked at Radio Shack? All those things are interesting to me. I mean, it's great when we have, um, you know, we have people like Steve Bjork and everybody else on here too. That's great when you have like your A-list celebrities, but it's also nice just to have the regular people who are just, we love the cocoa because that's really, that's what the community is. It's based on people who love the machine. Yeah, like so. us Z-list people like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I did want to bring up one person that showed up on sunday which was a bit of a surprise which was carl bowl because he just had a stroke yes, recently. yes yes and he was actually got like it's day to day with him you don't know if he's gonna have a good enough day to come out and or not and he actually made it out on sunday and that was really good because i hadn't seen him since like i was back at the fest in 2000 2001 and we worked together on the id project and he's the one to help organize getting the fest from rainbow and continuing it on in the first place so that was a real special mm-hmm. moment for me that he made mm-hmm. it out for that is he the one that's been to all the, all of the uh, Coco Fest? Well, he hasn't been to all of them the last few years because of oh. the stroke. But well, he's the one who organized came, and got the first one going. Who was it that came? Um, was an was older that, guy. Was that Carl Bull, the stroke? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen him on uh, Facebook, but I didn't see him in person. But. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of cool. And it was nice that Tony uh, pointed him out too, because he is the one that, after Rainbow was canceling supporting the fest themselves, Carl's the one that got the ball rolling with uh, Dave and Nancy Myers of Coco Pro to help sponsor getting the first Coco Fest, the first last Coco Fest back in '92. 
So the reason we're all here is actually partly because of Carl. So that was really cool that he made it up. Yeah, true, true. Now, was he also involved in the Glenside IDE project? Too? Yep. Yep. He was one of the organizers yeah. of that. I got involved with it on the version two drivers. And okay. uh, Carl and I worked together on that actually a little bit. Suggestions back and forth. Yeah. Um, so another, and so the, the auction got to be pretty interesting. Saturday auction got some really cool bidding wars. The highlight, I think, of the Sunday auction was the Burke and Burke yeah. um, Mylar um, uh, designs for the uh, IDE controllers. Yeah, there no, were the photo, MFM photo controllers. Yeah. yeah, there was those were the original master uh, photo stat or whatever they call them um, right. to transfer onto PC boards. So, like in uh, this would be like the similar to having like an original. Um, sell of like a Disney movie or something, you know, yeah, like it's a, like an electronic from, blueprint for the yeah, an electronic yeah. blueprint. So like, imagine having one of the original cells from like Snow White or an early Disney, you know, Steamboat Willie or something like that. Just a literally a slice of history. Yeah, um, it'd be like having Jim's first RMA. <laughs> um, and so there was a bidding war for that. I think Richard Lorbieski got in on that too. Richard and John John Linville. Oh, started, yeah. started locking horns, so it was like a couple of uh, giant um, elks uh, fighting over who's going <laughs> to be able to mate with the... Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, but yeah, with words. <laughs> it, was, it was a highly coveted prize, apparently. And, um, but yeah, I think I'm selling for about $250 for these things. Yep. But there was a handwritten note that... Um, Chris Burke had did too, and, inter- and I guess what had happened was, but Tony Pedraza was saying was that they had been holding on to this for a number of years, and so Chris Burke had donated to the club, saying that maybe somebody would find this interesting, maybe somebody would think this is um, has some value of its historical significance and everything else. So it was a little handwritten note signed by Chris Burke of Burke and Burke, and um, so they had had it for a while, and this was the year they decided to. Um, release it just being one of the biggest events in the past 10 years from what I'm understanding. John Mark yep. Mobley says, I've been coming for 10 years and this was the biggest event in the past 10 years. That's That says something right there. Right? So they brought it out of the vault for the occasion, eh? Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of cool. So that makes you wonder, what else are they What else are they still holding on to, you know? The Ark uh, of the Covenant, of course. N- yeah, right? <laughs> Another but chalice of future. Yeah, oh, maybe that. But but now now may, maybe the Burke and Burke was was the general, maybe that was the most general excitement. But there was one one ten uh, year old who was extremely thrilled at that auction. Um, when he was bidding on that um, that Bluetooth control arcade controller. Yeah. Jacob. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he saw that. Oh, that looks cool. It started at five bucks, and he bid seven, and then it started going past that. He's like, oh, you know, and then Steve Stroh. One that won it, and then he walked over and handed it to Jacob, and you should have seen the look on Jacob's face. His eyes just like, bugged out, like, "What? You're just giving this to me?" It, yeah. it blew him away. It just blew him and, away. And we have a picture of that on Facebook. So there is a photo yeah. gallery that's on Facebook, right. and um, you can you can follow. That's in the it's in the Facebook group. I think it's on the Coco Talk page. Here. Tim Franklin has just joined us, saying, "Sorry, I'm late." Hey, Tim. Yeah. Um, but I just do want to say one more thing about that great son of yours. He is great. Now, I just, he was blowing me away how mature he was and how polite he was. Of course, Canadians are always polite, but still, he was just joy to have there at the show. 
Oh, yeah, Bruce, I think I'm the exception there, but yeah, thanks. Bruce, yeah. it would have been great if your son was bidding on that Burke and Burke because then Stevie Stroh would have jumped in and we could have gotten it up to six, seven dollars. You would just handed it to your son. That would be, yeah, that's cool. Just kept it going. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's interesting. I know, I know there's historical significance to this, but is there any actual... Uh, commercial significance to those like could we produce something now that people would want to buy with those blueprints well my my intention was if i had gotten them is i was going to produce probably about a hundred of them uh and then sell them and then part of the proceeds would go back to glenside i mean ah. it's it's more of a i think it's more of a nostalgic thing than anything else because uh, it, it requires an xt board Okay. Uh, to work with it and MFM and RLL technology, it's very hard to find those okay. kind of drives to work. Now, yeah. I will gotcha. mention one thing because Chris actually did demonstrate this at Rainbow Fest back in the day. It was a generic XT adapter. It did not have to be a hard drive controller. He actually did have a Logitech ScanMan as one of the samples he was showing. He actually did scans on the Coco back in the day. So it can hook up to other you know eight bit XT interface cards, but once again, those are probably pretty hard. Yeah, to find. those those, are, to those hard are hard to find too. Just just yeah. the cards, but even the hard drives. If you're going to use the hard drive as a hard drive controller, because uh, it th that's a thirty year plus technology. Yeah, uh, right there. Okay, so it would have been like a retro um, re reproducing a retro rerun, uh, right, reproduction. But yeah, but the uh, there was a Burke and Burke that went up for uh, auction on eBay, and it sold for over three hundred dollars. That wow. was with the case and everything, the cables. Okay. So yeah, there's there's there are people that would want one, you know, just okay. to have. Right. I still have one, except the drive died. But if yeah. somebody really really wants it. God bless you, Marco Volhoser. You were you were sneezing, but you were also muted. So God bless you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, that's cool. I was curious about that. I know, I know. Obviously, the historical significance is not even in question. But I really wondered if there was any uh, secondary commercial value to reproducing these, um, but um, or taking that design because I would imagine everybody here now knows how to design things. Somebody could make one from scratch easier than needing that to produce something. I, I would imagine so. Um, but it's the original, so that is kind of cool. It's, it's a slice yep. of cocoa history. It is, because it was the first hard drive interface. I mean, there was a couple up before that. Alware had one. Uh, Tandy had one. Uh, but none of the drives for those were affordable or, you know, all that quick for that matter. And Birkenberg was the first one that mainstreamed hard drives for the Coco. Like, that thing sold like crazy when it came out. Because mm -hmm. the XG drives, because of the IBM PC size of the market, they were you know, dirt cheap compared to anywhere else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, like, the uh, Tandy controller was basically a SCSI controller for talking on hard drives. Is that like Disto? Oh yeah, Disto, Disto was a scuzzy too. Yeah. And there were some sassy ones as well back in the day. But yeah, and the other thing about sassy. the Burke the Burke and Burke also had a real time clock. Yeah, and an auto boot ROM so you can boot straight off the hard mm -hmm. drive. Yep. Mm. Nowadays with DriveWire you really don't need a real time clock. DriveWire? DriveWire. Drive I, st I still want to build one. I still want to build a real-time <laughs> clock just so I can have it, damn it. Well, yeah. hey, the, 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 even though this is mostly a just Coco Fest wrap-up show, I believe David Ladd might have something to tell us about 
what he's technically broken or fixed this week. And it's just a great opportunity for us to roll one of these great clips that Brian Joyce has produced for us. So, (laughs) so, so let's, let's, let's roll, let's roll a what did David break this week clip. And let's let David Lattice let us know what he's done to make the world a better and um, safer place. So hold on one second here. There we go. There's one of many. We have many of those in in the can. <laughs> Jim Brain says he broke his hair. <laughs> so so David, you found a few things going on with the Coco emulation in Mame recently, which you've had a hand at getting um, updated. You want to share some of that with us? Um, there was only one bug that I found, which was. Uh, uh, only like three lines of code that was missing from uh, uh, the uh, Coco 3 drivewire um, support in MAME. It was just three missing lines. Um, but if if you since it was HBD HBD DOS, and if you did a drive off so you could access the real floppy images, the Coco would go bye bye. Imagine that floppies again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, submitted it and they go, oh, okay, they accept a bit. No, oh, neat. Hey, there's uh, a one in the club now. There's a newbie question on uh, um, on Facebook. It's uh, by Christopher David. David. Okay. He says, "I ap- apologize profusely in advance." Here, here comes a stupid question from a new Coco owner. I'm a Z80 collector. Why does the Coco Three not fill up the CM8 when it was des- designed for it? Is it some kind of weird viewable area 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 issue? Ah, and he's good got question. a picture. Yeah, this I covered is, that in my talk. Yeah, yeah but it actually can. does on occasion. Depending on what you run, right? What what mode you're in? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. The, the default Tandy Color Computer Three was set to also run on a TV, so you couldn't do too much overscan on there. Otherwise, it would run right off, and you couldn't read stuff. Like I know Robert Galt was mentioning on the list about some patches for Basic to run eighty by twenty-eight, and he was wondering why why didn't they have that enabled? You know, give you extra text on the screen. Well, the reason is on a TV, you wouldn't be able to read the top line or the bottom line. Oh, okay. there, there's a CM8 with. Uh, picture from the and there's a cm8 with a picture of ron next to a cm8 and there it is <laughs> and it's got inception got a door you see that that's that that's rarer than the burke and burke yeah. you know, masking thing yeah. that was on the auction and my still has this store uh, yeah we're gonna get uh, nick complained about the shaky cam in a second yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got to say who was who was holding the camera <laughs> the, sa- the same guy who's holding up the finger right now. <laughs> we give you um, a shaky cam. <laughs> so I, I think seeing Gary Becker again for me was kind of cool mm-hmm. because um, 
the first time I came to Cocoa Fest, I had no idea who Gary Becker was. I had never heard of the Becker Port. I was not as anywhere near as familiar with the Cocoa 3 FPGA as of yet. This was all new to me. So seeing him again a couple years later, having had time to absorb and soak in things that are happening and continue to happen, it was kind of cool. And, you know, the Cocoa 3 FPGA is the original um, hardware-based Cocoa 3 alternative before uh, Roger Taylor came along with his. Um, and it's it's a different project, but it's a neat project. What I do like about the Coco 3 FPGA is that the, the boards are kind of stacked up on top of each other. It's almost like a three-layer sandwich. And I like the clear case to it. And I like that there are some physical switches on some of these boards that you can kind of touch and press, which kind of reminds me of older computers, like especially if you go back to like the 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 Altair or something, you know, where you had nothing but switches and lights and stuff, you know. So the fact that you have some tactile, tangible things on it, I, I think are kind of cool. Um, yeah, and, and pretty blinking lights. And, lots of and, blinking lights, yes. Oh, um, I, I, I just wanted to add, I uh, wanted to thank uh, Gary for up, uh, upgrading my uh, DE1 uh, uh, computer while he was there. I, I had brought it, and uh, I asked him if he could flash it for me, and he had it all set up for me, and I really appreciate oh, what he that's did. that's neat. That's neat. And he's a really nice guy, too. Yeah, he you is. Know? Mm-hmm. I talked to him and his wife for quite a while at the show, too, which is the first time I've yeah. done that. Yeah. So, interestingly, when I uh, first met Gary at uh, Vintage Computer Festival Southwest a number of years ago, um, that same board that he's using for the Cocoa 3 FPGA, um, it actually can also emulate an Ohio Scientific or an Apple IIe, and those are also his designs. Oh, neat. Yeah, and he was talking about, again, I, I know enough to be dangerous, but I try to listen and absorb. But I, I remember him talking to a few people about how his um, 6809 core is working right now. And one of the reasons, because I, I know Bill Noble has mentioned to me before, too, because we did a, a nice presentation on the Matchbox Coco. What's the Matchbox Coco called this week? Um, <laughs> yeah. Sir Coco or Mr. Coco? Or- uh, no, that Mr. Coco is the new one for the D. Oh, that's the um, that's the mist version, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's still called Matchbox Coco. Still called the Matchbox Coco for the DE zero now. Okay. Okay. So one of the reasons why I thought I understood that the Matchbox Coco only ran at seven megahertz versus the twenty five of Gary's was the speed of the RAM. It yes. Is one of the reasons why you did. But what Gary also had revealed was that um, his sixty eight oh nine core is not the cycle accurate 6809 core. So the reason why his runs faster is because it's a slightly different core. And he's saying that if he had changed it to be cycle accurate, it wouldn't be running at 25 megahertz. It would probably go down to about 17. So even with the faster RAM, it has something to do with the CPU core emulation. And so it's like some of the Sockmaster stuff won't work on his because it's not cycle accurate. Um, so they're just different. Um, and... Um, you know, it's it's neat that there are alternatives to to what a cocoa is. Oh, okay, that's something I didn't know about Gary's project. Yeah, yeah, and again, I am paraphrasing what I heard, so you probably want to hear it from somebody who knows what they're talking about. But I, I heard something to that extent. Don't that's not the exact quote or any specific detail, but I do remember him saying something like that. Right, so yeah, don't everybody talk at once there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That was a pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> it was, there was something that uh, I saw uh, as far as speeding up stuff that impressed me a fair bit, and that's when Curtis was running his uh, his uh, windowing stuff on uh, what what was it? What was it, Curtis? It was your faster multi-view. What what was that? That was going like blazingly so much faster than the the stock six eight zero nine. What was that? Oh yeah, we were comparing the six three zero nine and six eight zero nine versions. Uh, I think I had the bouncing ball demo was one of the things. One of the things Kevin Darling did did way back. So it was basically just show off the speed difference. We also shot a little bit of video on Sunday at Brendan's booth showing the difference between the 689 and 639 versions of the uh, CoVGA running at 64 column, mode, which David's put together a little video. I think Brendan will be putting a link in his page if he hasn't already, uh, kind of showing the difference okay. there. It's literally twice as fast. Hmm. Of putting text, which means if you want to do a text game in a 64 by 32 text column or 128 by 64 semi-graphics, especially with once we add in you know for support for the new user-definable character sets, you can make little Space Invaders character stuff. You could write a pretty decent game in BASIC that would run pretty darn quick. Yeah. So. yeah. And you're uh, and you're working on Run-B, the BASIC yep. 09 core, and optimizing that too, right? Yeah, and that'll be for level 1 and level 2. And the Dragon. Yeah. yeah. Speed speed increases there too. That's, that's very cool. Yeah. Uh, so Ken says, who bought the Timex Sinclair? It made the MC-10 look like a real computer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, because it was uh, having this the Sinclair next to the MC-10, made, was, it was considerably smaller. So um, mm -hmm. I, I don't remember the machines that well, but it was and interesting. And the keyboard's the terrible. Side, oh. Yeah, you can tell them by the keyboards. I got a picture of it I should get to quick here, but maybe. It was really neat. I'm I'm at the fest and I get this little ping on Facebook Messenger and it's um, it's Simon uh, Jonason. Mm -hmm. Saying, hey, hey, I just uh, hey, you should go over to Ron's booth and check out what. And I had just been there. Ron had just gotten the his his 3D demo running on the MC10. He says, Hey, Bruce, look at this. Oh, whoa, look at that. Oh, Simon did that. Cool. Mm -hmm. And then I just got a text Simon saying he just sent it to him. So it was like yeah. live. It was like he was there, you know. It was happening. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I used my phone. He put a little it? slider on there, and I, I just hit hit the phone, hooked it up to the thing, and it loaded. It was a machine language program. That was so cool. Nah. <laughs> Simon, we, Simon messaged me, too, and I was just standing there and says, by the way, I'm standing right here next to Ron. Yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah. We have 22 people watching us live now, right now, which is pretty cool. Thank you guys all for being here. I think we're going to go ahead and take, we've been now going on two hours. Let's take another bio break. I'm going to run a couple, two, three commercials, um, give you guys all a chance to go potty, get a drink, whatever, do your hair, um, and we'll be back. I don't know how much longer we want to keep talking about this. So I'm cool if everybody's cool. It's uh, almost 1130 Florida time for me, but I'm, uh, I had a nap, so I'm good. <laughs> um, but we will take a break and we'll be back. Thank you for watching Coco Talk, and we'll see you all in a few. Hi, I'm Kieran Anscombe, author of XRAW, and your brain is resolving sensory input into Coco Talk. Good day, mates. This is Nick Marionette, author of such color computer titles as Donut Disaster. Rupert Rhymes and Rockstar Pilot. 
and I am here today to tell you about the world's most fabulous operating system, OS9. OS9 and its current incarnation Nitrous 9 is the most advanced operating system ever created. And what makes it so good? Ease of use. I find OS9 so incredibly intuitive that I haven't once cracked open the user manual. And yet I've been able to create such incredible games faster than the time it takes to sing Walsing Matilda. Using OS9, I expect my next game, Funstar, will be done this weekend and distributed exclusively on ROM cartridge. OS9 forever. Any resemblance to actual events, to persons living or dead, is purely coincidental. What's going on guys, Stevie Stroh here, and I want to say thank you so much for being part of this adventure with us. It's been such a great experience in doing Cocoa Talk every week, and the support we get is just amazing. And so the fact that you watch and listen is all the reward that we need. However, if you would like to become a patron of the show and offer some financial assistance towards the production and hosting costs of the show, we do have a Patreon site available for that, and you can reach that by going to our website at CocoTalk.live and clicking on the Patreon link. But just do us a favor and watch and listen to the show. At GSoft, we make games for the TRS-80 color computer TRS-80, MC-10, and Dragon computers. Our basic games cover the range of genres from arcade, to text adventures, to simulations, to 3D dungeon crawls. This is our latest puzzle game from Japan, Fruit Panic. So come on and drop by our website and download our latest games. Hey, what's going on everybody? It's me, it's Original Gamer Stevie Stroh. You know, gameplay goodness. Gameplay goodness. You know, gameplay goodness. Alright people. Gameplay goodness. Thank you so much. You know, gameplay goodness. Yeah? You know, gameplay goodness. Are you ready for this? You know, This one's just for you, Richard. Yeah? yeah. I was just gameplay gonna say, Richard's favorite cover. You know, gameplay goodness. Yeah! You know, gameplay goodness. You know, yeah. gameplay goodness. This is how we like to do it. on and there we go just for you Richard Lorbieski your favorite part of the show the rap segment <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's Ron Delvo showing all of the pizza crusts that I didn't eat <laughs> yep left half the pizza behind man I could never do that when I was a kid good thing it was thin crust otherwise it'd be a real waste yeah, right. That's why I, I discovered that on... Stevie eats like a spoiled three year old. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. well, there's a, there's us right there. There's us at the table. The only way we can get Stevie eat that uh, edge crust is if we put cheese in the middle of it. <laughs> 
Yeah, got, got, then give me some Ooh. give me some sauce to dunk it in. <laughs> Maybe beer. Uh, beer. Now, now I want now I want stuffed crust pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we got to take in some local fare too. So we what was the hot dog joint we went to a couple of times? Portellos. Portellos, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's really Italian beef joint. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Good. I had a cheeseburger. This yeah. Good. I had a I had a Chicago dog on Saturday, and then I had uh, the hamburger on Sunday. Oh, you missed the best one! The Italian beef with sausage link. Mmm, that just seems like, yeah. That sounds sounds like 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 a. You'll get gas before you eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a death sandwich. (laughs) It's just. um, Sounds like a a Billy and P sandwich is what it sounds like. Bill, yeah. <laughs> Bill, Bill EMP. <laughs> so we had some brick oven pizza. We had um, the Portellos. We did a um, Fuddruckers. Fuddruckers. Uh, we had the Saturday barbecue, which was really good. I thought that was yeah. good too. Mm-hmm. I still think that what we should have done was got the crew together and took the leftover beans. And then we could sit around the campfire like in blazing saddles. <laughs> That's basically right. Cocoa Talk, isn't it? So, um, Cocoa Talk after dark. There's there, yeah, so one of the streams we actually did is we did a stream of us driving to lunch. So there was the on the way to lunch live stream. And then we had one I called Lunch Talk where I just had the phone on the table while we're having lunch on Saturday. So um, today on Lunch Talk, we're going to see what Rondell Vaux had for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I still haven't even watched all those yet. I got to still catch up on some of that stuff. Yeah. So there was the, uh, so we had a, we had a on the way to lunch stream. We had the Lunch Talk stream. Um, yeah, all kinds of good stuff. I went with Alan. He had to go to White Castles so he yeah. could try their new Whataburger, which is a vegetarian or, you know, it's not meat sandwich, but it okay. looks like meat. Okay. Yeah, I, I had to try it. I just I have a question. How many cats have we had on the show so far? Have we had two? Mm. We had Mark's cat. Jason, did you have your cat on the show yet? Yeah, yeah he several did. times. My cat My, Mine was just below camera range, but... All right, so here's cat number three. Here's Gizmo Man. Here's here's cat number three. Cat number three. Say hi three. to the internet. Say hi to the internet, hi, Gizmo. Gizmo Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's the demon cat that we always hear in the background. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's cat number three. I don't know if Steve Welcome wants to, to get his dog talk. out. <laughs> Welcome hey, I, to cat I, I can get my cat with a, with a bad evil eye if you want. <laughs> yeah. Let's go for a cat record. And doesn't, uh, <laughs> doesn't Jimmy need that? Uh, or Timmy needs something, doesn't he? Yeah, Timmy needs something. Curtis is about to grab his. <clears throat> there we Here's go. Cat Kitty. number four. Oh, he's a Siamese cat. He's a handsome oh, fellow. Oh, okay. Siamese, nice. We are nice. Siamese, if you please. Yeah, looking good. Yeah, he still thinks he should be fed again, though. Yeah. <laughs> Don't they all? Ah, there's Curtis in front of the high scoreboard there. I could always I go get my basset hound. I could always get my basset hound if. Yeah, but, yeah. We but, need, we need to balance things right out. Now. Okay, so we've had four cats. I think we have this new Coco Talk record: four cats in one show. Uh, yeah, I thought Coco <laughs> Cat was supposed to make appearance at the show this year, and that didn't happen. I thought somebody had the costume. 
Oh, I don't know about that. I've been hearing those rumors for a while. Yeah. Stevie. Maybe it's like the 256 color mode on the Coco oh, 3. Oh, so Ooh. yeah, we're not we're not we're not even going to go there this week with uh, <laughs> with other things that happen in Facebook. We'll save yeah. that for next week. Yeah, um, but but I did want to say one thing about the show. I really mm. enjoyed because we had new products coming out like that. We actually had some price wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. watching some stuff drop as much as sixty six percent. Right, yeah. right. Incredible right, competition right. there. Mm-hmm. There you go. I have to say, it's many years since I remember seeing a price war at Coco Fest. Yep. There we go. There's the Timex Sinclair next to the MC10. It makes the MC10 look like a capable machine. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it does. <laughs> so, well, I think even Steve would agree. Compared to the, the ZX80 or 81, the MC10 would have been a better machine. Uh, well, yes and no. Uh-oh. Here's yes. Richard. Here's here's cat number five. We have broken the cat record. The internet is on fire. Meow. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to get off soon because I'm definitely allergic to cats. <laughs> <laughs> who says who says the internet's nothing but cat videos? <laughs> oh, a new cat record. Now, so what I thought was interesting was meeting I don't know if it's the real or if it's the original, but we'll just say the other Steve Stroh. So, <laughs> meeting Steve Stroh, because my name is, I, I abbreviate my last name to Stroh, and it's spelled differently. So he's S-T-R-O-H, Stroh, and I'm S-T-R-O-W. Um, but, um, so it was, it was really interesting meeting him, because I think he had posted a comment on our Rainbow Online one time. And I thought it was um, a hacker or a troll or something because it was just weird. Like, wait a second, why is this guy calling himself Steve Stroh? I thought it was a whole Neil yeah. Brookins incident. Yeah, I thought it was a whole other Neil Brookins thing. And so I, I, I didn't even pay attention to it because I didn't read the whole thing. As soon as I saw the name, I'm like, ah, oh, somebody's trolling or whatever. Um, and then I heard him on the roundtable discussion on the next to last Coco Talk podcast. Uh, and then we met the man in person. And he also, he's the same guy who gave Bruce Moore's son, Jacob, that controller after winning it in the auction which was kind of cool he actually had a a, a nice little piece of feedback he's like you know i'm listening to the show and sometimes you guys are looking at things and i don't know what you're looking at because you're just (laughs) you're just ooing and aahing over whatever it is that you're looking at and i'm listening and i can't tell what it is and i'm like i get it I, i mean listen it's we asked for feedback it was constructive feedback um now, sometimes maybe we can. We can try to be proactive and remember if we're doing something that's highly visual that we'll try to um, annotate or commentate on it. But, you know, the show is going to be what the syndrome. Sh- yeah. Yeah. Is but the show is commentate. Commentate. I don't know. I like to make up words. So we can try. <laughs> but, you know, the show is what the show is. So uh, it is primarily a video show with a bonus factor that you can listen to it, you know. Um, but I thought that was interesting. It was it was valid. It was valid. Um, it was valid feedback. Nice guy too, uh, Steve yeah. Stroh. So, and he seems to be fairly new to the community again in yeah. this round. So he was, he was asking a lot of a lot of questions, and that's good to see the enthusiasm of wanting to learn everything. Yeah, there was another going. guy. Who was the other guy? Oh my God, he was like he was like newbie noob. He was like he made noob seem noob. I, I can't remember his name, but we we chatted a lot, and so he had like tons and tons and tons of questions. Uh, was it the guy it, that had the notepad? Yes, he literally yes. is taking notes. Literally I he taking was a notes. Reporter almost. Yeah, I thought so too at first, <laughs> right? 
He's just taking notes. He's asking everybody questions and really good questions too because he wants to know. He wants to understand. I think he is a programmer, so he's got a background in other platforms, and so now he's trying to understand how to put that in the framework of the Coco. Uh, I'm drawing a blank yeah, on his just, name right he just, now. He just popped into Facebook recently too, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, what the heck is his name? I know. I don't know. He, yeah, was, he was, was the guy that actually did his master's using the Coco or something back in 2002, and now he's. He mm. kind of went away and did other stuff or something, and now he's kind of getting back into it. Okay, I think so. It's same yeah. I don't. I'm not sure, but yeah, he was a neat guy to talk to. Um, it's always cool. It's because people come in. It's it's neat how many more people are falling out of the tree. You know, um, and for me, like it was. It's been three years. I I fell out of the tree, and I had to learn all this stuff. And and I feel fairly fortunate that I'm kind of up to speed, and I'm kind of I try to stay current. And it's hard to stay on top of how much things happen. Um, but it's great to be able to see somebody else come in and have that same enthusiasm and, and embark on that journey of discovery. It is kind of neat when you fall back into the cocoa 30 years later and realize there's so much going on. You know, um, It's kind of like watching a, a series on Netflix that you've never seen before. Like It was like two or three years ago we finally watched... Um, uh, lost for the first time on Netflix. I completely missed it when it was on TV. I'm like, wow, this is really good, you know. So it's like, there's never a wrong time to jump in and 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 catch up on something, you know. So, All right, so who was your least favorite person that you met at Coco Fest? Besides <laughs> <laughs> like oh, Jim Brain, the janitor, <laughs> the janitor. Did you see him? <laughs> <laughs> when when we uh, found out that they used uh, um, permanent marker on the game board, oh yeah, we had asked him if he had any uh, acetone to take it off, uh-huh. and uh, he couldn't help us. Uh, yeah, I know Jason and Ken. We stopped by a Dollar General to get some rubbing alcohol uh, <laughs> to try to get that stuff off. You should have asked me. I had acetone. Oh. Did you really? Yeah, your name, your name came up, but I guess nobody asked you. No, nobody asked me. Mm. We're, we're, if, there was, if there was one female with a purse that could have had something maybe that removed nail polish. Yeah. I'm sorry, David, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, I've been trying to cut in. There's a video in the, the chat about um, the video recordings that Curtis did for Brandon. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll pull it up and I'll try to show it. Give me just a second here. All right. Jim Brain says he hated everybody equally. Yes. <laughs> Guess yeah. that's an equitable answer. But Jim, I so enjoyed our time together. Wow. Got to take it to the creepy. Place. I'm not gonna touch right. that one. Yeah, Ladies I'm trying and to gentlemen, find creepy David Lad. I can't find my scene now for full screen. Here it is. Here's my full screen scene. So hold on one second here. Let's unmute the audio. There's no audio. There's you no. can don't. Have, okay. Don't have so speed comparison. All right. So just hit play. Yep. Riveting, isn't it? Uh, okay. Six eight B zero. Okay, here we go. So what's the one on the right? Six three oh nine. One on the left, six eight oh nine. So you can see the speed the difference. It's exact same program running on both. Yeah. 
And it's literally, we did a timing, Ron Klein did some timing, we were doing the testing, and it's literally twice as fast. Okay. Well, my life has been forever changed. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of fun watching the numbers just scroll by. Yes. Yeah. Wee! Next time we'll I use Steve's is. game as the demo for that. So. <laughs> yeah, but that'll be over in better. two seconds, though. No, he's not going to play it. It's just going to be his game he's porting. <laughs> oh. Now, if we're doing a show and tell, I have a uh, Coco Talk exclusive here for you guys. Oh. And I told, I did tell Stevie about this yesterday. But, yes, uh, and I completely forgot. Thanks, no, Eric. You, no, what's fine. what's the link? And I'll pull it up. Now, I, I've got it um, here on my end if, I, if you want me to uh, share my screen. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yep. You um, right. Put you in the driver's seat. All right. Does that what show is, up here? What is you? it? This just in, another Coco Talk exclusive. Yeah. Are you seeing that on the screen? Yes. Okay. So, yes, the website is color-computer.com. If you guys forget that link, I can send out postcards or something. And it, these are all of my 3D pictures. You saw me walking around Coco Fest with my 3D lens on my camera. These are all the 3D pictures I uh, processed over this uh, last week. And they're in various formats here from 2D to 3DS, ready, anaglyph. Uh, we'll take a look at some of these here. If you, if you guys got some of your red, green, uh, or red, blue glasses, you should grab them. But, uh, oh, wow. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. Should yeah, the red be on the right or the left? I uh, can't tell from where I'm sitting. Yes, just break out your Warp Fighter 3D glasses. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. Let's get a... Oh, yeah, here we are. It should okay. be red on the left. Red on the left. Yeah, red and is on the left. So, so this isn't on a Coco, is it? No. Well, this, uh, this was at the Coco Fest. Uh, we've got, I've got all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's pretty decent 3D, actually. Yeah. So oh. color-computer.com. Oh, Neil in 3D. Neil in 3D. And this does work for Steve's uh, Warp Fighter 3D game, too, by the way. He's glass. Mm-hmm. Nice glasses there, Curtis. Thank you. <laughs> I can't see I didn't know there was going to be 3D or I would have brought mine. Yeah, you'll, well, you'll have to go to the website and uh, it'll it'll stay up. So you'll have plenty of time to check it out. And you also have a link where somebody can download There's this as a zip file. There's Richard That's in right. It's right on the front page. You'll be able to download okay. the zip file. Might be a little easier to browse with that zip file. Oh, oh geez, God, that looks gross in 3D. Oh, Curtis I can see things that photo right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Steve Stroh. Yep. That's uh, Steve Stroh there. Not, not to be confused with Stevie Strohberg. Now, didn't you pick him up from the airport? I did. I thought he so, was you until he got in my car. <laughs> it was that, not you. He, so he had put a, something on the mailing list. Where, you tell me this over lunch. He, he put out a message on the mailing list saying, can somebody give me a ride? And you said yes, and you thought it was me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'm happy to take anybody to Coco Fest, and uh, it was it was really interesting to meet uh, meet the meet Steve Stroh. So yes, often duplicated but never imitated. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, Paul. <laughs> Paul Barton has joined us. Hey, Paul. I'm just going yes. through 3D pictures. Oh, the heron in 3D. 3D yeah, it's sticking right out the screen. Reach, right reach out and touch the heron. Back. Yeah. yeah. Did well, you get David's head didn't get my, I was just about to ask. And hopefully he didn't get my head. <laughs> I might have. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably only halfway through. Feels like oh, I can Lord. almost touch it. 
Yeah. Oh, that's just that's that. Yeah. That, so if you no. weren't at Coco Fest, this is the next best thing. Well, you know that the thing. Cool. The thing is, when you got a photograph of David, uh, who's that guy? Yeah, you, you have Chris. Chris Hawks. Okay. Hawks out. You have to Sorry. do one thing. You got to put the lens flares like Abrams does. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Alan Huffman. <laughs> In Temple of Rom. Yeah, that this was kind of inspired me to want to make a 3D game again. Yeah. yeah. Been done in a while. Yeah, I think the Coco's perfect for it. Coco FPGA. Mm -hmm. John Strong. Oh, there's the bouncing ball. Oh, oh the look at that. There's one of my mouse demo. adapters. Yeah. 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 I have to fix the bouncing ball. It's not in 3D. Steve Bjork. Steve. Oh, yeah. A couple of him. The guy who makes 3D games is now in 3D himself. Yeah. <laughs> John Linville. Yeah, there was a couple of 3D games back then. I think there was a couple in Hot Cocoa or something, too, if I remember. I think this is where they were giving out the awards. No, look at that. Yeah, I mean, listen, Not again, not to take anything away from anything, but when you want to compare the complexity of the Coco VGA versus an RGB to SCART cable, um, it's it's easy to see that one of them's got a little bit more technology going on, you know. Mm. Yeah, there's uh, there's the other Stevie Stro. Even, even, when, even when I voted for him, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Steve it was Bjorn. a new name. Now, I the, told yeah. them... No award. Take me out of it. Because all I've done this last year is bitch and complain. I don't want to work for that. <laughs> well, but it's a mean, lifetime achievement for you. an award now, too, then, because that's all he it, does is bitch and complain, too. Right. So. It, was a, it was a lifetime achievement for the website, and you're done for them, I think, is what the award Yeah, for. I know, I know. But uh, so. uh, awards should have gone to somebody else. Mm -hmm. There's Jim Brain's daughter. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely tell that the daughter does not get her looks from Jim, and thank God, right? So, yeah. Poor attitude. I talked to her. For yeah. A bit. <laughs> yeah. So Mrs. Brain is is. You can tell where all the beauty is in that family. So. And uh, the race. Yes. I think Steve, they were just happy that you were there, and so they wanted to uh, encourage you to come back again. These are neat. These are really neat. They are. Yeah, especially with the glasses on. I wish I had some glasses. I, I know we've got them somewhere. I'm just not going to go run Doom. <laughs> Jim says, hate. <laughs> There's Ken in the background. Ken, Ken, make it. Yes. Yes, yes. There's Jamie Cho. I thought his presentation was really interesting. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I missed the beginning of it. I was going to watch the thing because I got it. There's the Coco so. Crew live roundtable. Now, that's, that's ironic, right? So the Coco Crew was live on the Coco Talk live channel, and we weren't even live on that. Coco Talk is a live show that wasn't live. Coco Crew is a pre-recorded show that was live on Coco Talk's channel. So It, it was <laughs> funny. It just made them easier to heckle. <laughs> it was it was even funny is when they were out in the lobby, when we were all out in the lobby talking, they were all sitting in the same kind of same uh, uh, order, you know, all four of them together like that. Yeah, oh yeah. Just, oh, excuse me. Ugh. Tony Pedraza. Yeah, I got your Yay. Yay. Well, that's when they sold the signs. It was nice yep. to see a lot. Of, it was nice to see a lot of our shirts floating around the fest this weekend, this past weekend too. A lot of the there uh, were there were a lot 
Lots of retro swag shirts on display. Did me proud. And here we're packing up. Somebody's jet's about ready to take off. Pilot to co-pilot. Um, Over Bo under. Jangles. Yeah. Mr. Bo Jangles. What was the name of that, that again? I think we've, yep, we've looped around. We just looped through it. That's neat. I'm going to have to find my glasses and, and do yep, that. They actually look pretty good, I have to say. Yeah. What's, what's the website again? It's uh, color-computer.com. And it's in the YouTube chat, too, for posterity. Yeah, I put that in the chat. Do you want to show off my stylish glasses, too, so people know what they have to wear? Yeah, well, we can't see it until he stops screen sharing. Um... That's neat. Thanks, Eric, for doing that. No problem. No problem. A lot of fun getting that going. Yeah, I think the year before, Alan had gotten a um, a 360-degree camera. But we were having a hard time getting the drivers for it and stuff like that. But, yeah, one of those cameras where you can see in all directions and the people who are watching it live can kind of spin it around and see what they want to see, that would kind of be neat for the auction. To live stream the auction with a 360 degree camera so anybody can watch whatever angle they want to watch. Um, that might be kind of cool. That might be worth live streaming if you get the right camera for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's Curtis with his glasses. It's like 1950s now. It's Mr. <laughs> X ray 3D Man. <laughs> I'm ready to see the space alien movie. Yes. At the, the drive. <laughs> you know, so 1950s all over again. Oh, yeah. The Wax Museum in 3D. So, uh, cool stuff. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, we're going on two and a half hours. Have we beat this one to death, or do you want to wax nostalgic more about it or save it? Maybe we can do an After Dark tomorrow when I get back from my Florida Retro uh, Club meeting. Okay. Maybe okay. save oh, yes. some more for tomorrow. I'll, I'll be at a wedding, uh, unfortunately, uh, so I can't make it, but I'll watch After afterwards. Dark? Hmm? For an After Dark tomorrow? Oh. In the evening? Curtis. Tomorrow, oh, you got the wedding, you got the reception. It's a long yeah, day. There you go. It's yeah. like a two in the morning thing up here. Um, have have is there, is there something that we didn't talk about? Is there anything else? Because listen, my I'm I'm still kind of punch drunk and tired from this week, just catching up from Coco Fest. What what did yeah. we not mention? Drive wire. Just for the record, I am not just the optimizer of the MC10 ROM. Okay. I, well. I replaced the first uh, speed up for the Coco Three. That's over true. The Coco- right. So, so basically, referring to James Diffendaffer as the guy who optimized the MC10 is like saying that Steve Bjork is the guy who made Zaxxon. You are so much more than that. <laughs> um, Yes, 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 yes. Cool stuff. So what else did we not talk about that we sh- should probably just share with I, those? I, I do want to mention us. something on the high scoreboard. It was really okay. cool to see the people. In fact, there's a bit of competition playing Zaxxon between me and Diego and a few others. I, I think Diego ended up winning. I can't remember. But the, my favorite was the fact that Billy Mitchell actually showed up and got $8 million. I heard he had video of it and everything. So. Yeah, but the video was a little shaky. Yeah, <laughs> it seemed to be a little, little cutscene too. That's what I. Yeah. yeah, somebody came up and he says, "Why didn't you play on the Zaxxon challenge?" I go, "It's very simple. Everybody complained it, it wasn't fair if I win, and if I don't win, how's come you didn't win since you wrote the game?" 
Right. Can't win, can't lose. Right. But as Rick Adams and others mentioned, quite a few of the game programmers actually weren't good at playing games. They were good at making them. So that wouldn't be too off. I was an arcade player. And doing games was just like, yeah, dream job. Yeah. Yeah. Make it, and then you get to play it for hours. So what else? What what have we not talked about? Have we talked well, about the, the only chalice? Thing I was gonna mention, Steve. The chalice? Yeah. Why don't you, you want to show off the chalice again, Jason? Oh, it's it's in storage here, but uh, I did. Okay. Uh, I did. Uh, I got a photo op there with uh, Bruce there at his booth with the chalice. Good. I, I finally to got to show Ron Delvo the uh, Windows ninety five boot I did years and years ago. Ah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, well, it is on video. It's on several videos, but the Chalice of, um, was it called Chalice of Bravery? Is that what it's called? Yeah. So the Chalice of Bravery, which is the mug that Jason um, won fair and square um, <laughs> with my assistance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not there in the least. Um, no, not at so all. So his, his brother Ken made a very cool box for it which had glass and mirrors and LED lighting, and it was on a turntable. It was just this whole thing. And, I mean, the, it was brought in on one of those bulletproof briefcases. A guy had a, a, White a handcuff handcuff wrapped around it. There was the Secret Service in there, a couple of armed guards. They brought it in. They put it in this thing, and it was on display, just slowly rotating, just saying, there's the only way to be more douchier to show off your douche mug is to put it in a 3d box with mirrors and lights. Now, if we had like <laughs> smoke and fog coming out and laser lights coming out of the top of that, we could have taken it to another level, but yeah, no, but that was a really cool display. It I did really think was. pulling up with the bulletproof limo though was a little bit over the top. <laughs> yeah. If it's, if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. But yeah, Ken made a really cool, uh, I'm not saying it's a cocoa project, but it was. <laughs> so I guess I, that I, overdoing I did, uh, I thing. The... I was going to say. I guess that overdoing thing is uh, Schaffner's view on acting. <laughs> <laughs> no, he Every, calls it uh, enunciating. I believe. Schaffner, uh, comma. Shatner. I did put the picture of Bruce and I in the uh, Skype chat. I don't know if you have a. Ah yes, let's see. There you go. Let's let's make it so. Number one. Uh, how do I open it now? Damn Windows 10. Here we go. Can I zoom in on this? There we go. Bruce Moore and Jason the Coco Man. I survived the Forest of Doom. There it is. And there's Bruce's uh, uh, science project display in the background. They're looking really nice. So yeah, I think it was a paper mache volcano back there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> And and that something about good. the metric system. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one yes. big shout out to Bruce too is for singing the anthems both days. He did an awesome job. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, so let me let me let me let me qualify and apologize for that. All right. So I'm I did certain things with my phone, right? So like the 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 opening ceremonies I did with my phone. I have a rear facing camera pointing at stuff, but for whatever reason, my phone picks up the microphone from the front-facing camera. So as I'm singing along to the national anthem, I'm completely butchering the great job that, that Bruce was doing off in the background. So the microphone always heard me louder than it heard anything else, which is probably one of the reasons why Nick was complaining. I know Tom C. one time said, hey, all I hear is Steve chewing his gum, you know, as I'm walking around doing the, the walkthrough. <laughs> you know, all I hear is chomp, chomp, chomp. Steve's chewing on his gum. So... 
I did not know my phone was going to do that. So, Bruce, I apologize for ruining your both of your <laughs> anthems. Is Bruce still with us? He fell asleep, huh? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so to those who had to listen to that, I do apologize. Um, I what else did we not talk about? Well, the one thing I wanted to mention, Steve, was uh, your video stream of John Strong's actual talk actually led me to actually get that case for the Matchbox Coco because I saw it sitting on the table. Yep. And then you texted him a PayPal payment or something, and then John came by yeah, and uh, <laughs> ease of use later and said, this is for Bill. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool, right? And we had that last year at Tandy Assembly, too. We were live streaming Tandy Assembly. Somebody who didn't know about it found the live stream and showed up. And it turns out he had a really good story because he had worked for Radio Shack and he was a manager of Radio Shack and all kinds of yep. stuff. So he, it was really cool that sometimes, Mark Overholzer, are you going to survive? Somebody freaking pound that guy in his back or something. Heimlich or get out the paddles or something. Uh, <laughs> clear. Get to the chopper. <laughs> get to the chopper. Um, I really enjoyed meeting all you guys in person because uh, Curtis and David I'd met before. Bruce I'd met before. Brendan. Sounds so disappointed. So, yeah, no, no. I've, I've met a handful of you, but there's a lot more that I had not met. So meeting Ron Vaux was great. Meeting Steve Bjork was great. Coco Man and his brother was, you know, uh, Mark Overholzer. So, for all the new people who we met in per and Mikey, yeah, Mikey, sorry, Mikey, and your love. Mikey um, likes it anyway. And the significant and all of the significant others that were there that tolerated this too, which was really nice to see. Um, thank, thank you guys. It was great to meet you guys, all of you. And I, you know, I know for me, I didn't get to spend nearly as much time with anybody. But I was just—it was just good being there. So uh, uh, Jim Brain, it's great to see Jim Brain again. Um, yep. uh, I hear uh, him, but you know, see him. <laughs> Richard Lorbieski, who I met for the first time at Tandy Assembly, but good to see you again. Uh, everybody, Eric, great to see you again. Yep. Brendan Donahue, always a pleasure. Um, yeah, that was good. So I'm looking forward to Tandy Assembly, possibly even VCF Midwest in September if I can pull things together. I might try to do that. Um, uh, Ken says, I hope Greg feels better. <laughs> yeah, Greg can't make it today. So, <laughs> can Greg make it? No, Greg could not make it today. <laughs> it was great meeting Ken, too. Uh, Ron Delvaux, the star of the show. Great meeting you. Star of the trivia show. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. The trivia show. I mean, he got into the negative numbers quick and then he pulled, you know, massively. He pulled that, yeah. Rondo Vaux was, was awesome. like a dark horse. He came back. Yeah. That was great. They're asking the most obscure questions like, oh, yeah, everybody knows that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any idiot knows that. <laughs> no idea what they're talking about. That was another one because I was doing it on my phone. I listened to the playback. We could not hear the people on the panel very well at all, but you could hear my dumbass talking. So um, it is what it is, right? So yeah, I, are we I, I did come up with uh, something uh, this uh, earlier yesterday, the day before, about uh, something that Bill Pierce might um, program is a. Um, uh, Coco Swiss Army Knife program that would be a, a identifier for ID whether it's Coco one two or three. It would ID whether you have a sixty three oh nine, sixty eight oh nine. It would okay. have a um, uh, RAM calculator tell you how much RAM you have. It would check your RAM, a ROM check, 
for um, installed ROMs inversions. Uh, check your gimme for what year. Uh, oh, wow. MPI check to see if uh, it's been upgraded or not, and uh, and check to see um, for the presence of the MPI if it's there. But they would be cool to have something like that for uh, a lot of the newbies and stuff that uh, you know they can. Yeah, because uh, we get a lot of questions. Like if you have a Coco one or two, like yeah. you know, with print mem, you know, do you have 32k or 64k? You right. Know, it gets a bit technical. Yeah. So Bill Pierce right. might uh, might take up the challenge of uh, making the program. Was there an answer to uh, detecting a Cocoa One or Cocoa Two? I mean, the ROMs are identical. Yeah, if you if you do some testing on because of the way that salt chip replacement worked, apparently, uh, I think Darren Atkinson came up with if one of them is a read write and on the other one it's a read only. So if you try to write something to it, you'll get something back. Gotcha. Mm. All right. Oh, I thought I thought it was the DAC or something. Or was it the DAC? I, I can't was, remember exactly. Yeah, it details, was the DAC. That's hardware. I'm not a hardware guy. There was something about how the, the mucks or something worked that was bi-directional. Yeah, I think you type motor on if your hair lights and you know and melts from a soldering iron, then it's a Coco One or something. I can't remember. Hmm. It can't can't tell with the smell of burning hair, right? Yeah. Sin <laughs> so that's, smells that's, like chicken, you're doing it wrong. That's a very useful thing, and if he was to release the source code too, where somebody wants to put that into their game to detect what the hardware is too, that would be extremely helpful, I think. So, um, very cool yeah, I stuff. suggested making it look like, uh, you know, when my Chrysler 200 starts up, the gauges, when they start, they flip back and forth. And then they, um, you ah, know, yeah. having all the goodies, you know, dials. And yeah, buttons. yeah, that would be neat. Like, that the, be like cool? the an analog dashboard, right? Had, yeah, that would be really cool. It ain't going to uh, happen. Yeah, never know. <laughs> well, if you get the source code, you, know, you can take it to another level. Nick, you've been awfully quiet. He's probably bashing someone at the moment. Nick, somebody want to wake up, Nick? <laughs> Play the crickets. Nick Morenti, is he still lunch. there? Um, well, I, well, there's one way to wake him up. I could talk floppies. Right. Oh, oh, that wakes me up. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> You've been quiet, Nick. How okay. you doing? We haven't talked I, to you in a week. Yeah, not too bad. I've been just working here in the background. You working on Funstar? <laughs> Well, no, version five now. <laughs> oh, cool! By the way, Nick, Mister Floppy here. I've been working on trying to bring him into the 21st century. I gave him an old SSD I wasn't using, so Mister <laughs> Floppy is now using SSDs. Is is it really impressive? Yep. Yes, it works very nicely. Oh, See, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we kept telling him much faster. That's right. Now you know why we were laughing at you. <laughs> well, there's lots of reasons we do that. But well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah that, was, that was just <laughs> hey, one. Hey, hey, one, one know, tick off the list now. Hey, you know, at the fest, I'm worried about next year because I don't know how many people I scared off. <laughs> we're worried yeah. about next year. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Nick, do you do you know how many people showed up to Penfest 2000 roughly? Uh, it was a hundred hundred twenty. Okay. I can check okay. my records. So yeah. we were right on par with that this year with Coco yeah, Fest. Yeah, we what was it? 117? Yeah, 117 yeah. or 118. I think it might have been higher because I, I talked to Tony about that afterwards because he said that he saw one new person on Sunday. I said, well, I saw several new people and, and I talked to yeah. others and they said the same thing. He yeah. said, well, that was just an unofficial account for Sunday. Yeah. Saw the was there. yeah. What's that? The janitor was there. Yeah. 
I would say I, I would say we usually had 120. Yeah, now that's what if, I think. If you counted like a rainbow fest, everybody <laughs> that was there on Saturday and Sunday was counted as two. Right. So then we had like two million. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so was that counting people twice? No, nope, no, that was that, that was that, that was uh, end of the day Saturday. That yeah, the confirmed attendees yeah. at the end of the day Saturday was at 117. Yeah, no, that's right. Which is about a 50 percent increase from the previous year because there was like yeah, 80 people. Yeah, yeah. I asked I asked Tony what was the previous year, and I said, "Wow, that's like a 50 percent increase. That's yeah. incredible." Yeah. Well, I they did have the a uh, they did have a cool check-in uh, accounting program to. Uh, <laughs> Uh, check you in with the cocoa. No, that was not cool. It took yeah, forever to get choked in. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was just basically yeah. Dinostar. It was a bit of a line. Dinocalc, I should say. Yeah. One thing I did whole... like, and I have to give kudos to them, is that they actually did finally get in the Visa card reader and stuff, and I actually used my Apple Pay to get yeah. pay for the show, and it was just bang, done. Yeah, that's cool. That's so fun. I tripled the attendance from my end because I uh, brought my daughter and my uncle. Oh, mm. neat. neat. So you're saying the rest of us are slackers then, right? That's right. I expect you guys <laughs> to, to you know, pony up next time. Yeah. I just brought, I, you know, I just the brought two people. If, you know, if I could afford to do it and the timing was right, I would love to bring one or more of my kids and have them just, you know, take care of the booth <laughs> yeah, or something. Um, you know, child labor laws and stuff. And so... Um, I hear you. I thought well, you'd be altruistic and get them, you know, introduced to retro gaming and stuff like Jacob. And no, you just want to man your booth. Yeah, well, awesome. Stevie, family business for one. Besides that, if you get them a percentage, you know, it's like... Yeah, you know, there you go. Like it's 3% is all yours. There you go. Sell, sell, sell. Very, very cool. Um, so have we beat this one to death? Oh, yes. Yeah. All yeah. right, so we're we're gonna get to Jim Brain's favorite part of the show where we do the closing credits. But I do want to ask everybody to stay because this is a Marvel Avengers quality post credit thing that's gonna be coming up after the credits. All right, so I want to thank everybody in the live chat. Let me scroll back and see who we've had here. We've had a lot. We had like twenty two some odd people watching us. So Eric was in the live chat, and um, Tom C is in the live chat. David Ladd, Steve Bjork, Curtis Boyle, Richard Lorbieski, Brendan Donahue, uh, Ken can make it. Solstice, who now we know is um, uh, Salvador. Salvador, and James Diffendaffer was in there, and Coco Man was in the live chat, and Jim Gary was in the live chat earlier. Neil Blanchard stopped by for a minute, like a ninja in and out. Greg was in the live chat. Greg Leedy. Um, was in there and uh, Mikey was in the live chat and, and Mark Overholzer Jim Brain's been trolling us in the live chat for hours on end right now and Jim Brain um, and Jim Brain and who else Michael Brandt stopped by the live chat Retro what? Innovations Retro and Innovations Jim and Jim Brain in the live <laughs> chat and Greg in the live chat again Tim Franklin came by saying sorry I'm late Hello, Tim Franklin. And I think we got just about everybody there. Michael Brandt. There we go. Retro Innovations and Jim Brain, he says. Okay. So. Paul was on video. Paul, yeah. Did Paul you remember Jim Brain? Before. Yeah, I think we got Jim Brain and Retro Innovations. No, how about go to ret Retro Innovations? Go <laughs> the number four retro.com or something like that? Yeah, and click on the return button. 
Coco Troll. And we've had a few people come and go, so we lost Mike Rowan, Myro. We lost and D. Bruce, Bruce Moore. Moore. D. Bruce Moore was was here earlier. I think Paul chat. Barton Paul Barton tried to come in. D. Bruce Moore says he's in chat, right? And still mm-hmm. on the call now we have Ron Devo yeah. and Mikey and hey, Jason, hey. the Coco Man, and Steve Bjork and Eric Canales and Brendan Donahue and Nick Marentes and Bill Noble and James Diffendaffer, Richard Lorbieski, Mark Overholzer, Curtis Whoa. Boyle. David Ladd and myself, Stevie Stroh Bridge, uh, since there's now an official Stevie Stroh out there somewhere. Uh, so here we go. Closing credits, but don't go anywhere. we got a great post-credit scene for you here in about five minutes when this one's over. Oh, yeah. Can we talk or not? You can talk. Sure. Yeah. Coming at you. You're watching Coco Talk, the world's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. For all things Coco Talk, visit us on the web at cocotalk.live. We'd love to hear from you. Send feedback, suggestions, even segments via email to cocotalk at cocotalk.live. If you love the color computer like we do, then visit (laughs) imacoconut.com for all your color computer needs. Consider supporting the show with the purchase of merchandise from our retro swag (laughs) shop at 8bit256.com. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, then visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash OGStevieStrow. Coco Talk would not exist without the community and its cast and crew. Thanks go to Curtis Boyle, David Ladd, Mark Overholzer, Grant Leedy, Bruce Moore, Rick Adams, Rom Delvaux, Richard Lorbieski, Jim Brain, Nick Morentis, Karen Anscombe, Simon Jonason, Wayne Campbell, Steve Batson, Brian Joyce, John Strong, and Barry Nelson. Special thanks to Steve Bjork for production suggestions and Brian Joyce for our Best of 2017 episode. Please help support the Coco community by visiting some of its contributors. The Coco Crew Podcast at CocoCrew.org. Glenside Color Computer Club, host of Coco. Can you guys hear it? Glenside yes. CCC.com. Oh, yeah. okay. Jim Brain and Retro Innovations at Go, the number four, Retro.com. Tandy Assembly at TandyAssembly.com. Cloud9 Technologies at Cloud9Tech.com. Boyson Technologies at B-O-Y-S-O-N-Tech.com. Coco Talk is hosted by Steve Strobridge. Co-hosts, technical directors, segment hosts, and producers. Curtis Boyle, David Ladd, Greg Leedy, Mark Overhostel, and Ron Devo. How you doing? Production motivation by Steve Bjork. Stay on target, everyone. Coco Talk theme song, copyright 2008 by D. Bruce Moore and Greg Shilar. Mixed, mastered, and produced by D. Bruce Moore. Dale there. Rick Adams. Curtis Boyle. David Ladd. Oh, that's scary. Greg Leedy. Mark D. Overholzer. Bill Noble. High Note. Karen Anscombe. Brendan Donahue. Howdy. Rendezvous. Product placement. Shameful product placement. More product placement. (laughs) Even more product placement. Coco Talk. All right, there goes the normal credits. And so now 
We are almost ready for the exclusive post-credit scene. However, I just will say this. It is now midnight for me. We started this show at 9 p.m. It is now midnight. So is this a record? Have we done a... I don't... Maybe some of our other After Darks went past midnight. I don't remember. But well, being we, live, started, we started about 20 minutes after the hour. 20 minutes yeah. after 9. True, yeah, it's, true, it's true. not quite three hours yet. Hasn't quite been three hours. But, yeah. But the fact that we're still live on the air after midnight for a normal show, for the family-friendly show, um, that, that, <laughs> that might be, That might be history. All right, so here it's we go. It's not a three-hour show, but it could be. It could be. So here you go, exclusive post-credit scenes now. Coming at you for your viewing pleasure. Good morning. It's the last day of Coco Fest, and we're excited to be here, even on this last day. And it's uh, sad in a way, but it's happy in another way that we're only 365 days from Timberman. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> glad to have met Stevie Stroh in the flesh, and... Uh, Hope to meet a lot more of you next time. But until then, let's have fun. Um, Hi, I'm David Ladd. Thank you for watching Stevie Stroh. Good morning, Coco Land. This is Brian Schubring with Music Man here at the Coco Fest. Yay, guys. Start over. Let's take it from the top. This time with feeling. Hi there, this is Mark Overholzer, and you're watching Coco Talk, the world's leading weekly talk show where you can join in. Hey, come watch us and see what's happening in the world of Coco. And don't miss next year's Coco Fest. Hey, this is Eric, and you're listening to Coco Talk. Hi, this is Max Jackson, live from Coco Fest. And you're listening to the real gamer, Steve Shrow. Hi, this is Rick Adams, and I'm the author of uh, Temple of Rome, Shanghai, and now Bomb Threat, and you're listening to Steve Stroh on Coco Talk. Hi, this is Sean Wheatley, and you're listening to Coco Talk, the original gamer, Stevie Stroh. Hi, I'm Bruce Moore, and this is... Jacob Moore. Jacob Moore, gotcha. And we are the Forest of Doom guys, and the Coco Forever guys, and we are at Coco Fest. And we love Stevie Stroh. Hi, it's Curtis Boyle, part of the uh, Coco Talk crew of people. <laughs> and a lot of us are here down at the Coco Fest, having a great time. It's the second day, and we're just about done, so you guys have to come out next year. <laughs> Hello, I'm David Ladd. Thank you for watching this. Coco Talk, the world's leading live Coco Talk show. It's up like that. You want to do it over? You want to do, yeah, do it over? That's right. All right. The world's leading weekly Coco Talk show. Yeah, something like that. All right. All right, we're rolling. You say whatever you want to say, David. Drive by. Ah, yes, the bloopers. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anything. How about, hi, this is the David Lab. Day at Coco Fest. you? <laughs> <laughs> happy I don't know. I'm just tired. <laughs> Hey there, I'm Marco Rolzer and you're watching Coco Talk, nation world's leading weekly candy computer. <laughs> Thank you, David. Honor. Oh, jeez. What? Let's get some drive wire, TTL, no. ESP. No, we don't need any drive wire or TTL. <laughs> Hi, it's Rondo. Timberman. This is Coco Talk. But no crust.
great picture. <laughs> How you doing? There's more. Yeah! I'm looking a bit haggard there. He cleans up nicely. That works. Larry. What are you still doing here? <laughs> it's over. <laughs> kind of forgot the one line. Go home. <laughs> Why am Did you see Jim's comment in the chat too? Oh, wait, wait, okay. Stevie looks like such a lamer with his thumbs up, or another uh, that one after that. <laughs> my toilet makes better music. <laughs> uh, music. Uh, <laughs> Oh, oh man! So that was awesome. So yeah, I had a great weekend. I know we all did too. Chicka chicka. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Someday I'll have to get a robe. <laughs> all right. So thank you all for watching. Thank you guys for being here. We are going to end the live stream now in three, two, one, and maybe Bye. another after dark tomorrow night. You never know. You never know. Bye bye, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye. 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 So long. Bye. Farewell. Bye. See ya. So we're, 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 we're off really, the air. You really, really forgot something in there. What's the that? The lens flare is coming off of somebody's shiny <laughs> head. You didn't do that. She blinded me with science in the background. She blinded me with science. Mm-hmm. Yes. Haven't you tortured me enough? No. <laughs> I agree. And nope. yeah, and that was um, dance, David to help make up for all this. That was yeah. all. That was the twenty minutes that delayed us to get that thing rendered out. Mm-hmm. I do have another clip with with David talking to Boise about VGA and VDG. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> uh, we'll try to get some of that stuff put in there too. So. Oh Lord. Slice that up as little buffers in between each clip. We got a VGA, a VDG, a TTL. <laughs> I think I remember that conversation too. I think it was sitting yeah. there. Yeah, I'm, and I'm like, because I, I turned the phone on. I started recording. He's talking for like ten minutes. And finally, he's like, "Are you recording me?" <laughs> uh, You're just driver. mean, Stevie. You're just mean. <laughs> I feel bad for what an asshole. <laughs> you know, I think the Glenside crew was really blown away with how many people showed up. I mean, I think they were like almost overwhelmed. <laughs> well, I, I think that was just the you know that, that was because I announced I was bringing the chalice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but seriously, okay. Seriously, folks, when you have somebody that's prepaid, pre-do their badge. Yes. Yep. yep. 
Well, I think mine they was, were. I think the badges were pre-done. It just, yeah, they had a hard time finding it. Yeah, there's the sort order was a little off. That, and really, there should be two lines. There should be a prepay line, yeah. and just to get your badge, and then a pay line. So mm-hmm. yeah, we didn't and talk it kind of yeah, kind of screwed up when they didn't have my PayPal payment as well, yeah. and I had to show them the receipt. Yeah, post-mortem. We figure these things out and make it better next year. Exactly. It wasn't proof from the year before. I mean, they actually did have credit card payments and stuff, and that actually did work. So, Yeah, so might have helped what, the auction. What was the admission fee? It was $10. Oh, yeah, that's all right. And 20 bucks yeah. for the dinner if you wanted the dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And how much was a table? Like 25 or something? Yeah, yeah. So for me, it was 35 for the table and for the admission, and then 20 for dinner. So, yeah. Cheap, that, cheap weekend. The, yeah, I for the vendor badge, mission though, was only five bucks. For the badge, I think they missed the most important thing for everybody was to have the person's name nice and big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got a little bit lost. Yeah, they're a little bit oh, small. Oh, so I got something that came in. Um, I, I bought this for myself, and and I, I wish I had it for the fest. But yeah, you guys were talking about having a really cool badge this year with the computer display. I bought a three and a half inch LCD badge. It's rechargeable. It's got a high definition display, and I can run video loops in the badge now. So um, I'm gonna be doing that for like for you know for like when I go to my network meetings during the day. But now I can also do one for Coco Talk and for Original Gamer. So if I ever go to like another like a VCF or Candy or Assembly or something like that, I'll have a cool. What the hell is that noise? Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> I'd rather hear Bill fart right now than that. But, um, <laughs> what is that shit? I was adjusting I the, the lighting on my um, on one of my tools. Okay. Wow. I didn't, realize, I didn't realize I had the microphone on. Sorry about that. That's that is poison for the soul. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and if Jim could hear this, he'd be saying, "This you is the best part of the show, the noise." Jason's going to get out of drill right now. Jason's going to get out of power drill. <laughs> That's what we need. This is all the this is all the bonus content for the audio anyway. So at least there we go. For for those listening at home, that was an electric drill. <laughs> I'm ready for the Van Halen song to start yeah. now. Yeah. The or cow says. Echo. Play something Echo. by Weird Al Yankovic. Drive <laughs> wire. Oh, speaking cow of that, says, Mikey. <coughs> yeah, Mikey, you demoed you de- demoed your Pi wire, right? Yes, I did. Echo, stop playing Echo. the music. <laughs> Mikey, I don't want you to get yanked off of uh, YouTube. Oh, I didn't even hear you it. Didn't hear oh, it anyway. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've got that really good. I, I thought maybe it just didn't play because you mispronounced the man's name. No, it's learned my weird pronunciations. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mikey, how's the ESP board working? Uh, not really that well. What? Hopefully, I didn't mess E-T-L. it up. Etl. Uh, I can't can't reprogram it on here. For some reason, I don't know why. Told you not to buy it from Jim Brain. <laughs> <laughs> Who handles Jim Brain's warranty work? That's a good question. 
Radio Shack. I see he's he's in uh, he's in Discord general voice. Ah. <laughs> he's he's only half. Yeah, I'm gonna jump us. over there. Okay. Hey, Eric. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, it was fun. It's good having you. You're welcome yeah, back Eric, anytime. Yeah, you had we had lunch, there. didn't we, on Sunday? You were yeah. You were at lunch. Yes, okay. I met you guys there. Yeah, that was okay, awesome. That, I, I'm thinking. I'm going. I think that's the guy from lunch. Okay, that, that explains <laughs> it. It's me. And the guy who did the 3D pictures. I got to break out some of those glasses now. I got to find the guy them. who did the 3D pictures and was at lunch on Sunday. That, there, there we go. <laughs> like I don't remember his name, but you remember guy, all that. Yeah. The lunch, the lunch guy, and the Zaxxon guy, and the Australian guy. We're good. Yeah, we're building a <laughs> resume the, here. And the new guy with the notepad. Yeah, don't notepad guy. Don't forget the guy. douche guy with the mug. The douche guy. Ho! Haters are gonna hate. So, um, Eric, are you on our Discord server too? Because um, I don't think so. Which? Uh, where am I going for that? Uh, do you have Discord? Are you familiar with Discord? Yeah. 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 Uh, let me find the link and I'll post it in the live chat here. To we'll give you an invitation. Oh, all right. I'm invitation or something like that. Invitation, right. Hey, Stevie. Yes. At the end of the movie that you saw last night. Yes. Did you catch all the nuances of the uh, post credit? Meaning what? Uh, symbol showed up on his little pager at the end and the technology of the pager no i didn't pick up on the technology but i picked up on the symbol right the technology is based on the era the movie for that character is supposed to be ah in. okay i got it i i mean i knew yeah, who it right. was i yeah I, I knew i knew who it was but i didn't pick up on that piece which right. explain which explains why they can do the movie before Infinity, um, you know, the next film, Part 2, comes out. Right, 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 right. All right, how do I share this out right now? How do I share out this thing here? Invite people. Here we go. I'm going to hit Invite People. Set this link to Never Expire. Okay, so I have just shared this out. I'll put this in the live chat here for you, Eric. And I think some people are going to be heading over to that Discord chat here as we end this Skype.